people, I'm Cassidy Atkinson, and this is my ridiculously handsome husband, Trevor Atkinson. Hey, hey. And this is the podcast, Tell Me You've Seen This. The podcast where normally Trevor makes me watch classic movies that everyone but myself has seen, but today we are flipping the script so I can make Trevor watch a horror movie he's never seen. A genre he famously loathes. Not true. (laughs) Trevor? Yes? (laughs) Tell me you've seen The Cabin in the Woods. No. Seen it. He hasn't seen it. He's gotta see it. Doesn't he know that everyone's seen it? So he hasn't seen it. I don't understand it. I'm losing my mind. And we're back. Hi, Trev. Hey, baby. How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. I had a really good day today. Did you? Yeah. I had a busy day. Yep. I had, like, goals, (laughs) and I've accomplished one, which was exercise. What were your other goals? Uh, I wanted to clean up the laundry room in the basement. How'd that go? I haven't started yet. Oh, I see. (laughs) Yeah, so it hasn't gone anywhere. Hey, guess what today is? It is the launch day of our podcast. I'm so excited. (laughs) I know. It is very exciting. We have um, one Canadian listener. We're an international podcast. Whoever you are in Canada, thank you. Thanks, Canada. And Molson is all right with us. Yeah, we're, I love Molson. Molson. I hope you're drinking a Molson and listening to this, <laughs> whoever you are, Canadian mystery person. <laughs> um, are we gonna? Are we celebrating or with this vodka we have? Oh, we're going right into the vodka. Let's do it. I mean, I'm eager. Yeah, so we're very excited uh, to launch. We launched three episodes today. Yep. And um, yeah, my uh, brother was wonderful enough to give us this. Uh, Polish vodka. At our wedding. I cannot remember how it's pronounced. Uh, wait, I can probably just play it. Because we pulled this up ahead of time because we don't know what how to pronounce anything. Actually, I'm surprised Trevor doesn't know how it's pronounced. They're usually so pretty pronounced. good. Zubrovka. Here, I'll do it. Zubrovka. Hey. That was pretty close. That's... Zubrovka. Zubrovka. Yeah, I like it. And apparently this vodka has one blade of bison grass Yeah, what is that for? I believe for flavor, but um, I don't know anything about it at all. So. We should start making our own vodka, and I'll just put like our garden stuff in it. <laughs> One blade of uh, grass from our backyard. Yeah, here's some creeping Charlie. I've got enough of that to go around. <laughs> Let's pour it out. So, you should open it right next to a mic so you can hear the like the well, little. Oh, we can also get a picture too. Here, I got. I can do both. Yeah, because I want a picture of it like whole. What am I doing? Oh, us together. Oh my god, and we're recording. <laughs> And, uh, listeners, this was given us to a, for a wedding gift from my brother and Yulia. Yulia, which is his fiance. So Yay. congratulations to those two. But yeah, here we go. Let's give it, a, give it an open. Oh, so satisfying. <laughs> All right, don't give me a lot, you know I'm not good with straight vodka. Straight anything, honestly. Say when. Uh, when. <laughs> so here's to the first launching of the podcast the first la- there will be no second launching <laughs> no no others <laughs> yeah cheers i got that down it's very good yeah that is good we have tried this before uh christmas mm-hmm. very lucky to have that man it is really dang that's good yeah Ooh, all right well guess what guess what we're doing today a movie <laughs> do you know, do you remember what movie <laughs> wait oh god i forgot that i'm in the um passenger seat like mm-hmm. i'm the i'm the i'm the dude I gotta yeah the you're new. the dude now i'm the dude 
You're just like, remember? I don't know anything about this movie. The big Lebowski, the dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's you now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, All right. So uh, what, what do you know about The Cabin in the Woods? I know nothing about this movie. I saw, I think I watched the trailer probably just one time because you brought it up. Yeah. Famously, you thought this was Cabin Fever. Fever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where the girl's flesh is falling off. Yeah, and... you were so mortified. I'm like, it's really funny, though. Why doesn't he like this movie? I'll tell you why I don't like that movie. It was weird. I mean. Did you watch the, the original Cabin Fever or the remake? Because there's two. The re- The remake. How old was the original, though? The original wasn't that old. Actually, I'm going to... Because I was confused. I watched it um, at the beginning of quarantine, and I was confused because I knew I had seen it before, but I didn't remember any of it, and it turned out I was watching the remake. Um, well, it was like... Whatever I watched was newer, I think. They're both... I mean, there's the original's that, not old. The remake was that quick? So there's... The one I remember is from 2002. Oh, and it's labeled a horror comedy interesting um, i watched the one so i watched the remake then yeah which was not funny <laughs> it was way more intense it was yeah, the remake it was like really gross yeah so one's 2002 and the other one's 2016 and that's eli roth and that's why it's gross yeah. anyway that's not what we're doing even though i like cabin fever cabin in the woods do you have any idea what it's about um i know nothing about what it's about and i know that i've heard from you that there's like a series of different themes is that the right thing for me to think of or like a a world that they've created for these people to interact in or something like that yeah you're definitely you're on the right track that that's basically my knowledge and that uh christy hemsworth is in it yep he's he's my he's my dude guess who who, my girl's in it sigourney weaver oh is she yeah oh you told me that yeah i did tell you never remember anything i tell you no (laughs) definitely don't i like um sigourney though she's cool she's the best she's such a good villain she was a good villain in um the defenders too yeah yeah Yeah, she definitely was scary uh yeah cabin in the woods i mean that's about all i got a group of kids there's Mm -hmm. like some weird um it's like a slasher some like Guys working in a control room, I, I suspect, that in are controlling things that are happening, uh, mm-hmm. scenarios that they have to encounter. Kind of like, um, which I never watched, is another movie, the Up Your Alley's Escape Room, where there's people controlling. It's like, you know that huge phenomenon, people go to escape rooms and try to yeah. escape? What, is it new? Yeah, we've talked about this movie before. Oh, is it the one with the It's not like super new. She's in True Blood? Mm, I, I didn't, I didn't watch True Blood. You never watched True Blood. Or read it. It's a book first, right? It is book first. Yeah, Suki Stackhouse. Do you know who wrote the script for Cabin in the Woods? Is Jeff. it someone I know? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know anything <laughs> about the movie. <laughs> it's uh, it's Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah, really? Yep. It's I, good. He does like the ensemble cast really well, like the Avengers, okay. Buffy, all the other stuff. Joshy Whedon. Okay. Joshy Whedon. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you to watch it. You hate horror. I can't believe you're doing this. I. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and I've already already spoke about this on People Under the Stairs, but I just get bored watching horror because they're like, it's like, and then there's panning shot. <laughs> to build and the, tension. And the shot. Yes, I understand they're building tension. Yes, I just don't think you feel but tension. But it goes for so long. You know what and it then, is? And then, and then nothing happens. You know what it is, Trevor? It's like. Trevor. What? You're numb. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, these days you feel nothing (laughs) there's nothing there no i just think that it's it's like when nothing happens and they just go to another part of the movie you're like 
what the fuck was that for? Like, like it's to keep you guessing. Like you don't know. Could something oh, pop when's out? When's it gonna happen, bro? Exactly. They're gonna it's coming. cut it's you coming. off guard. And nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I don't know. I just I have my feelings. Do you have any horror movies that you like? Um, I guess not. I I have to wait. <laughs> I liked um Texas Chainsaw. What? I'm sorry. What? Out of all the horror movies to pick, Texas Chainsaw yeah, is the one you like. Yeah, cutting people up. It's cool. Really? Okay, the original or the remake? I like. I've seen both. I liked both. Okay, you're wrong. First of all, <laughs> they're not bad, but like, oh my god, maybe we should rewatch. What those. scares you? I'm. I don't know. Possession movies freak me out. I like Poltergeist. Poltergeist was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Pet Cemetery was very big for me. That was cool. Yeah. The dog's eyes when the kid wakes up on the um, chair or whatever. Pet cemetery. In Pet cemetery. Yeah, that was really the dog's weird. eyes or the cat's eyes. Oh, the cat's eyes. Yeah, yeah I was it like, is hmm, a cat. I don't remember that in Pet cemetery. Yeah, that cat. Oh my god. <laughs> What's that cat's name? Um, I don't know. The only cat name I know is Jonesy. You're from right. Alien. It is a cat. Oh, god. <laughs> That's okay. That's yeah, that one. was a very unsettling image. That's got the um the quote you love in it all the time. Like some things <laughs> are better. What is uh, it? Sometimes, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> that was a terrible. <laughs> Uh, impersonation, but yeah. I mean, I like it. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, yeah. I guess, I mean, I just wasn't a big horror movie guy. Yeah, clearly. I have to wait until... I mean, Friday the 13th, all that stuff. I mean, yeah, there were big movies. Yeah, you don't like any of them. I saw, I watched them, but whatever. I I have to literally... Freddy was scary. I keep cutting you off, sorry. But Freddy, (laughs) Freddy was scary, you know. (laughs) Going into your dreams and stuff, that's creepy. Yep, Freddy's one of my favorites. I got in trouble for watching Freddy once. Really? I remember, yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten in trouble for watching a horror movie. My parents were always just like, go ahead, watch it. I remember going to my friend's house one time. But they didn't show you like wholesome movies, like extraterrestrial? I didn't have any interest in them. (laughs) (laughs) I like the darker things. Uh, I don't know. I went to my friend's house for a sleepover one night um, when I was uh, probably middle schoolish. And there was, do you remember that movie? I swear it was called Glass House. It was more a thriller. Oh, like a, uh, is that? Oh, God. What's the actress's name? I, I know what you're talking it's, about. Yeah, it's, it's not even like really a horror She's movie. She's a blonde actress. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't seen her in much lately. Was that your watch, Mr. Adkinson? Sorry. Yeah. God, man. Her to name's on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Glass anyway, House. I wanted to watch it. And they were like, yeah, okay. And then her parents were like, oh, I don't know, Cassidy's parents. You know, we got to make sure that, that she can watch it. And I just remember being like, they literally do not care if I watch this movie. And I was like listing off every single horror movie I'd ever seen. And I watched this mom's face like get ashen white. She was like, oh my God, <laughs> who's my daughter hanging out with? I'm like, yeah. Hellraiser. Yeah. And then she called my mom. My mom was like, yeah, she can watch it. <laughs> yeah. I have, to, um, I have to wait until you leave for work to catch up on all the horror movies because I can't watch them when you're home. It's just... I, it's not that I I have to be in the mood like I have to be like let's I have to be like in the, the mood for everything you out, want to watch outside and like oh, okay all right this is creepy it's not like I disvalue the genre I mean, it's it's great but sometimes I'm just meh I'd rather watch a comedy or, or even a drama oh my suspense. god I hate drama there's way too much drama in real life why do you want to watch a drama I don't need it <laughs> I can't handle it I think I like um, performances I think. Yeah, and I, I like I Scream Queens. 
You like what? Scream, Scream queens. queens. Yeah, that's a performance. Screaming queenies. <laughs> the movie we watched the other night, um, Fast of Night, that was a real cool sci-fi horror. So I, I didn't like it at all. I know. I could tell you hated it. Was it was so I was, boring. I loved it. I thought that um, I thought that it was beautiful to look at, but mm-hmm. I, but I was like, okay, I'm, all right. There was yeah. like the scenes were so long. Some of them were really long. And I was long. just kind of like, this is we-. like it's just it's very different it's for visual um storytelling. It's quirky. to have just the same it's almost like if someone filmed us d- record this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> no like, one wants Here's to a watch shot that. of Cassidy talking to our mic. <laughs> for here's so a shot long. of it's like, for so long. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of liked it. It made me feel like I was sitting in the room like in a chair and staring at her while she told the story because it I, didn't uh, once cut but did you notice it like subtly zoomed in on her like over because it had to be like 10 12 minutes long. It's so interesting that you are into that because that's the stuff I'm into like um Paul Thomas Anderson or you know, or I don't know who that is. I I don't know. Like some of some of these movies, I'm kind of like a mess right now. But it's interesting that you took that from it because mm-hmm. it was there. Yeah. Because there would be some shots that would be really long and interesting and very hard, and you would appreciate it. But then there'd be scenes where it's just kind of like this is too boring. Yeah, it's probably just because I just like was in and out, in and out. I like the, the subject matter so much, so maybe I'm more like on the edge of my seat with it. Where it's like if we were watching probably any movie on this list for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I get bored. It's because there are like some weird shots, even in the Big Lebowski, and I was well, so bored. That's that my movie. risk with this with you, because mm-hmm. there's stuff like that in all these movies. You know, it's an art form, and it doesn't hit everyone the same way. You know, so yeah. Either you like it or you don't, or you get it or you don't. It's like you got something from that movie that I didn't. Obviously. That's true. Value. <laughs> I'm just scrolling on Facebook. Every time like something awesome would happen or she would say something, I would look at you to be like, did you catch that? And you were just on your phone like, click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, man. What the hell? Yeah. I, you know what real, also, I don't know why we're talking about this movie, but the dialogue, so the dialogue I think was interesting at times, but it was so cluttered. And it oh, was, they spoke so fast. I, yeah. yeah I needed subtitles. So, yeah. Or, mm-hmm. And maybe the, the sound design is what might have been bothering me, but... Well, here's here's what I will promise you. I really 100% believe you're going to like The Cabin in the Woods. It's very funny. and it. Oh, you've never steered me wrong. I've steered you wrong. <laughs> but most times. Every time you're like, Trevor, you like this movie. And I watch it, I'm like, yep, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> really? Aw. Yeah. No, yeah. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah, I've been, I've been good on that. Yeah, I don't make you... I, I feel like I have a good instinct. I think because you're because you know <laughs> you're like there's no way I'm gonna mess this one up. <laughs> you will cabin in the woods is the comedic timing is great. No, I know I'll like it. A lot of movies slipped by me in the like tens decade, like 2010 yeah. and on. I missed a this lot. This was movies. 2011, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I had to look before this, so I it looked like I knew something about this movie. I actually so did just watch this um, during quarantine. And I, it was free on Amazon Prime. And when I watched it, I'm like, God, I don't think I've watched it since it came out. It's so good. It's just that's so good. funny. You just watched this, and I had just watched the Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. No, I am. I'm actually very excited to watch it. Um, just because I am a big fan of Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be good. He's fun. He plays the the, the titular titular titular. How do you pronounce that word? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the, he plays the jock character. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so jocks are titlers? What is a titler? Oh, God. Hang on. Maybe are you I'm talking about titillating? No, no, no. That's a completely different word. T- 
titular, titular, I'm hype, titular, I keep saying to, it's titular, I think, wait, guess what, I can do this thing, <laughs> hang on, titular, 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 it's holding or constituting a purely formal position or title without any real authority, so he's the jock, is what I'm trying to say, no, I, I love it, yeah, look titular. at that deep cut, into my intellect, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> that was bring, me flexing like bring a Bring it down. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw your arm muscles. <laughs> Thank you. I worked out yesterday. <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, once a day isn't bad. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I think that's it, unless you have any more thoughts. Oh, wait, do you want to ask me any questions about this movie? I Honestly, the most questions I have is you can't tell me. Because <laughs> I want to know, like, how is it, like... Uh, supernatural or is it like a completely physically built facility oh, deep Trevor, underground there's so many layers are there is it interdimensional there's so many layers did you see the the poster for cabin in the woods no i really don't know anything you should about. it's like a cabin in the woods but it's all like twisted like a rubik's cube layers. are there dimensions baby i can't tell you that are the people that um controlling them are they like nefarious like are they bad or do they have like a good intention it's ambiguous Okay. I honestly can't tell you. Yeah, so that's my question. whole point. In every question I have, you can't really tell me. So. Yep, that's fair. Uh, should we watch it? Yeah. Is it really scary, though? Am uh, I going to be scared? No, you won't oh. be. I don't okay. feel like there's really any jump scares. It looks great. Are there boobs? Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. You I think, think there's boobs? I don't. I don't like every time I watch a movie, I'm not like boobs. That movie had boobs. Oh, don't you don't forget. do that? No. The guys do that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, if I can do. name a movie, like any movie, you can be like, there were definitely boobs in that movie. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I probably could. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This sounds like a fun game. I'll think of some movies. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's adjourn and watch. Cabin in the woods. All right, losing my cabin in the woods virginity, y'all. <laughs> hey, cheers. Cheers. See you guys in 15 seconds. I'm so scared. And dog is cleaning herself right by the microphone. Yep. That's the strange lickings you're hearing. What's a lion gate? <laughs> what is that? It's a production company. Yeah, what's a lion gate? I don't understand that. Ooh. Blood, so you know it's a horror movie. Oh, is this like Egyptian stuff? I mean, not really. It looks like it. Oh, is that a sacrifice? Yeah, I think it's more supposed to talk about like ritualism. Oh, good. Oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love this movie. Goddard. It's a weird last name. Welcome back. We did Welcome it. Welcome back. You've seen it. I watched it. <laughs> Are you it, proud of yourself? I, yeah, I mean, I am very proud of myself. It was difficult. I'm proud of you, too, because it's a horror movie. <laughs> well, I liked this movie a lot. I'm so It was good. almost, um, I get what you were saying about comedy horror. Yeah. Yeah. It's and funny, right? It was really funny, but it was also like the production was really, really good too. So mm -hmm. it made it interesting and the gore was good. A lot of gore in this one, more than I probably should have forewarned you. I, um, just a couple jump scares. I've seen this movie like eight times and I think I screamed three times still. Yeah, they did great with the jump scares. Like what I complain about with the new horror stuff. In this one, they used it very well. Mm -hmm. The suspense and like you not know if something's going to happen. You're like, I'm so scared. And um, yeah, they did a good job. I loved it. Hell yeah. Um, 
But yeah, we just opened up some Tangerine Space Machines. New Holland sponsor us. And it was, uh, they're delicious. Uh, we also have, we're double fisting for this podcast. Like every night. And um, our, like we talked about last, ep- no, episode this three. Episode. This episode. This episode, yeah. It's amazing how time flies. <laughs> but yes, we are drinking um, Jabrufka from, uh, is that I say that right? Maybe. Someone will tweet at us and right. correct us. Yeah, but it's apple juice, cinnamon, and this vodka. Yeah, we've been assured that apple juice and the vodka is uh, all the rage. So we're going to try it for the first time. Cheers, love. Hey, cheers. Uh, love it. It's perfect. It basically put, tastes like apple juice and cinnamon. <laughs> I put a little cinnamon in there for you. Yeah, it's good. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You're a, you're a mixologist. I, I mean, basically. So, yeah. So we watched the movie, mm-hmm. and I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took uh, seven pages of notes. Oh, my God. Did you really? Yeah. With the trivia. Yeah, it's seven pages. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was tough to keep up with. Um, I don't really think I even captured hardly any of the movie, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I seven pages of notes. So this movie starts out with two guys in an office um, setting and they're at a vending machine yeah and they're both kind of one of the guys is talking about wife issues and like estrogen or something like the he's just basically complaining his wife talks too much well i think because she's trying to get pregnant right right yeah. right, right yes so yeah so the uh, the movie starts out you wouldn't think it's a scary movie it's really strange it's, it's just, just like chat two, at the water cooler yeah like two guys at the water cooler like they've got, <laughs> they've got like you know like guys that are it's like cut off um, work the shirts most uncomfortable and looking work. It's always the button-up shirts yeah. without sleeves that are really weird to me. Like the um, pens and the mm-hmm. um, po- pocket, pocket protector. Yeah, pocket protector. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we can, but it kind of alludes into this facility, and it's very advanced. And one of the, um, I would think of her as a nurse, which is wrong, but like one of the doctor girls. She's a scientist. I think she's a sci- she, yeah, it's a scientist. She science. works in chem. Is that right? I think they're always like, it's the chem know. department. Like, who met? It's the chem department. I'm sure of it. <laughs> right. But she comes up behind them while they're arguing. Um, they both get into a go-kart kind of thing, which is super cool. It's like this all-concrete underground facility, and it's ve- it looks very, 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 like, official. Like, government. I, I just think government every time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dr- and they're like, okay, whatever. They kind of blow off the nurse doctor lady. And, the poor girl. <laughs> she gets blown up the whole time. It's like, She does. And her. she's always saying um, the right things. Like every what, movie I've ever seen in my life, if they just listen to her, listen to yeah, just listen to the girl, guys. Yep. But, and um, and the guy that's complaining about his wife, he's like, "Are you even listening to me?" Because he's so annoyed. And then it's just like, bam, and shows like Cabin in the Woods, and you wouldn't think like, I love the way the the title film card. title came up. It was so funny. It's like um, they used to do that in old horror movies all the time. But like the title card was in itself a jump scare. Then they started bringing it back with like The Conjuring had it, The Witch did it, um, right? A um, bunch of them. Evil like, Dead new, does it. Evil Dead. Yeah. Did so it. yeah, because like the blood falling, it's like burn. Yeah, you it know, was like startling. The, yeah, I love no, and they pulled it off. Like mm-hmm. I, I did love it. So anyway, so there's title. So we know that there's these two guys and they work in a weird facility. Now the title flashes, and now we're in some girl's bedroom. Mm-hmm. This is a this is dana she's pretty much the main character i would yeah say. she's who we're really following and um she's in her college you know like um shared house like kind of going through things and she's wearing a shirt and underwear for some reason because that's how i walk around my room <laughs> in college and that's when you immediately know this is like one of those college movies yeah or whatever like uh, not another teen movie mm-hmm. and she's going through things and she comes across 
this picture of her professor that she dated. I think she drew it, right? It's like oh, a, she drew it, right? It's not a picture, like it's a, a drawing book. that she sketched of him. That's how obsessed she was. She's like, I'm gonna draw his beautiful profile. I love him. <laughs> she and did. Her incredibly sexy blonde friend Jules. Like Just, so stereotypical <laughs> blonde. Like, excuse me. Yeah. Very stereotypical. Beautiful, beautiful blonde. Flies up behind her while she's looking at the drawing she drew of her professor. Yeah, longingly. Longingly gazing, just like, oh my God. And she's... He's so smart and powerful. Yeah, he's amazing. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry. And, um... Okay, where well, I got lost. Just like so her blonde, her blonde friend comes up behind her, and she's like, he cheated on you, he's a dick, we don't like him. And she's this is basically like the friend who's like trying to coerce her, like, come on, get over it, this guy sucks. We're going on a camping we're going trip. On, we're going on a trip. We're going on a trip with friends. You're gonna we're hook five up. young, yeah. beautiful teenage college <laughs> students. You're going to hook up with this incredibly gorgeous interracial guy, and it's going to be fantastic. He is beautiful. Like He is gorgeous. I can't think of the Holden. actress. Holden. Oh, Holden's no. the character's it's name. Jesse Williams? I don't know. I can't think of what Please his name hold. is. Please hold. Guess what? I have a computer. I'm almost positive it's Jesse Williams because I was like, what else is he in? Um, well, I can't remember what I've seen him in either. But... I think he was in Grey's Anatomy, which I've never seen. It is Jesse Williams. And yes, it is Grey's Anatomy, and I have never seen it. Right. <laughs> very <laughs> on brand for me. <laughs> so what? this is very strange, too, because like I don't get why she's in her underwear and they're about to go on her trip. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, shouldn't she, she have been she, already packed and ready to go? She's packing. I don't know. <laughs> so um, all of a sudden, so Jules enters. She's the blonde chick. And um, all of a sudden, uh, Kurt pops in with a football. Kurt is Chrissy Hemsworth. We love Chrissy him. Chrissy Hemsworth is just like, I got a football and I'm busting in these girls. And I'm a jock, damn without it. Without stopping. <laughs> And he throws the football like they're supposed to catch it, but it flies through the window and then the um, open window with no screen. Yeah, at a college dorm. <laughs> at a, and then um, Holden. Sorry, is my his phone's name. not silence. And then um, the Holden's outside to catch it. I don't. I mean, I think he was just. <laughs> he's supposed like to outside be like... on the the street, and he's like, "Don't worry, I got it, bro." It's like what? I'm like, what? Well, even even Chris Hemsworth is like. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's like, good catch. Another bro. Let's do this. We're two bros now. And that's why I thought like they were both jocks, but yeah. we'll, we'll later we'll reveal. He's the supposed difference. to be like the intellectual, I think. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah, Holden's. Yeah. But wait, no, no, like Kurt's supposed to be the intellectual. No, he's the athlete. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. But what's strange is like in this scene after he throws a football, he um starts telling her about the books she should read, and he sounds like really smart. Yeah, and like he, that's the idea. Like honestly, this film does a good job of being like, it's like men the characters aren't. Yeah, men change. aren't douches. It's like the the men are actually before shit happens to them. Like they're smart guys. They're nice guys. They're decent guys. Like, no, I like that, but I think it's funny. Like I know that um, Kurt's supposed to be the jock, but it's like they have to he's work not with what dumb they got. either. He's not dumb either too. No, you he's know? not. But anyway, so he's like, you know, what are you reading? And he, they do that weird thing. You know, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but. I think he's trying to be a good friend and being like, don't read these books that your professor that you were sleeping with wrote. Right, yeah. Like, he's like, you should read this. This is a better book. It's going to make you seem smarter and he doesn't know them. And so. th- this whole scene good with friend. Jules, she's still in her underwear. Yes. So at this point, when he <laughs> tells her the books, he looks down and he's like, and you're in your underwear. And it's like really awkward and he walks up the, <laughs> the, up the room. So, <laughs> I mean, he which, was polite about it. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. So, okay, so now they're outside and they're about to pile in this motorhome to go on this trip to see his cousin, which well, they he, mentioned randomly. 
his cousin has a cabin is his, what it is right like, like, and we get to use it right we get to use this cup which cabin why are they and, bringing a rv to go to a cabin like when you just like grab your cars yeah i go. thought that too like okay. why just get a car <laughs> <laughs> it was like no i have a motorhome yeah we can ride up very comfortably in this motor you could literally all carpool in a van it would be much easier than driving that motor home <laughs> yeah it would be maybe it was easier. supposed to be a nod to like the hills have eyes or something like that i don't know they drive a motor home like the whole movie it's a nod to, to be... yeah the whole thing is a, like a a, a nod a, to horror yeah like slasher horror in particular and in hills have eyes it was an rv that was a messed up movie yeah. Do you ever see the original? No. I think no, it's no. honest to God more disturbing you know, than the they, remake. They did a sequel to it too, like mm-hmm. the remake. But no. The first one seeing that was, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, it's wild. It's horrific. I, I don't like that movie. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. <laughs> this movie's not quite as dark. I mean, no, it's dark, not nearly. But like... <laughs> so, so they're about to um, pile in this motorhome to go to the cabin. And in, in comes um, Marty, who's really my favorite character. I He's love Marty. basically the stoner, and he drives up. In a station wagon while smoking marijuana and like profuse amounts. Of yeah, it. Like, so it's like that classic roll up, you know, with yeah. smoke coming out. And uh, he has a bong that is actually a coffee mug. And there's some interesting <laughs> trivia about this mug that I was excited to learn. Yes. But it, so it's basically long. It looks like a basically tall coffee mug. And uh, they're just like, "What? What are? What are you doing? You can't." You can't, we can't do this. And he, I love that he, he gets out of the car and his window's down and he shuts the door and locks it and checks and makes sure it's locked over and over again, but his window's still all the way rolled down. Because he's a stoner. <laughs> so, you know, they're obviously trying to show us that this guy's stoned out of his mind. He loves weed. And they're like, you can't bring that huge bong with us. And he's like, don't worry. And he like collapses it into a coffee mug, which is absolutely brilliant. I laughed so hard the first time i saw that it's like an extended coffee mug that he's smoking out of and then he just shrinks it down and it looks like a regular coffee yeah mug. it's incredible it is it is really cool i do like that so um <laughs> <laughs> they're like jesus oh good old marty you know they're like oh here oh this guy he's then, so funny look at <laughs> marty's marty. so funny <laughs> that's stoner <laughs> and he and they all get in the motorhome and they're on their way and uh then there's this really like classic pan out shot of like a street neighborhood street you know you've seen that where it like zooms way out above mm-hmm. the trees and everything look at this beautiful college look town. at this wonderful place <laughs> these really happy this college is the students. Best. And, then, <laughs> and then as you see this beautiful shot you see a scary shot of this guy as it zooms out with an earpiece and he had been looking down on them watching them which is weird mm-hmm, <laughs> like yeah. so right away like I love this movie because it shows a lot of normal things, but uneasy mm-hmm. on top of the normal things, I guess. That's the best yeah, way I can put it. It's basically making you wonder, like, what is really going, going on, on here? Like, it's not just a bunch. Of, it's not just a slasher movie. What's happening? Yeah, and they do a great job of keeping us in the loop, but mm-hmm. knowing nothing at the same time. Yeah, so there's always, like, good payoffs throughout the movie as you learn a little more. It's Which, enduring. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But anyway, so the guys... He puts his finger on the earpiece and he's just like, right on schedule or some shit. Like he says, like, right on schedule. I'm like, and you're like, so he's radioing to someone, but and also, like, like, what schedule? Has, what are you talking about? Have college students ever been on schedule? I mean, college no. students going camping. It's like, oh, everything's working out. It's like, I am what? never, I am 30 years old and I'm still like, we're like, we're leaving at noon tomorrow. No, we're not. We're leaving at two. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've never gotten out of the house before two no. in the afternoon for anything. It's like, we're leaving for New York. It's like about two in the afternoon. We'll get there when we'll get there, damn it. So, 
So obviously, very strange guy radios to whoever he's radioing to. I'm guessing it's that government people that we saw in the beginning, but mm-hmm. who the fuck knows? So they're driving up, and the stoner is saying the craziest stuff about like society. He's and, a stoner. Uh, it's yeah, always about philosophy, man. Yeah, it was all philosophy, and and, and he, it's so funny because he has like a f- bunch of. He's sitting at a table in the motorhome, and he's got like a bunch of weed in front of him and just like uh rolling papers and he's like halfway through rolling five it's like okay he's a stoner like i, I get it like he likes to smoke weed everything they do is to exaggerate every <laughs> it was character so trope. exaggerated it's, yeah it's like he is the most annoying stoner you've ever met listen to him talk about why society is doomed to fail you know right. it's like i know plenty of stoners in my life and they're not this intense <laughs> like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> They're wonderful people. Yeah. So so I'm trying to remember right from watching this, but now we're back at the government. They're in some type of vault. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, the vault door is just gigantic. And there's this black security guard, and I can't remember his name, but I just called him security guard Truman. in my notes. Truman was yep. his name. Yep. And uh, they have to show him his IDs to get in. So now we know that there's some real, real heavy shit. Like they, they show him the IDs, they go in, and there's this incredibly impressive... Uh, Anal- I, I, I want to say analog, like, but not digital displays. Mm-hmm. And then they have these amp- digital controls. I mean, it's not analog. It's all digital. It's a full workstation, like it's whatever a, it is. It's like the hugest, impressive workstation you could ever yeah, think of. Yeah, it's like of. Tony Stark built that lab. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just sit at them, and it's like incredibly impressive large screens. Like, that's all I could think of when doing the notes. So it's just like, holy shit, like, what are these, what is w- going what on? What are they really doing? What are yeah. they doing? <laughs> Like, this is a little elevated. It's not just, like, some psycho trying to kill a bunch of teenagers. It's like, this is an orchestrated event. Yeah. And um, I guess... uh, God, I wanted to say something. We'll have to cut this, but... We obviously can see that we're i'm guessing now that they are manipulating these kids yeah right yeah. so that's what, what my take from when they go in truman lets them in blah 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 and it's like these guys are messing around with these kids why these poor college kids man like why co- college kids For what just... reason would these extremely de- you know developed and you know they can't well funded extremely First well funded all, they're all gonna be in so much that they'll never pay it off and now someone's fucking Col- with them. Yeah, like no, yeah, right? it's yeah college kids cannot catch you're a break. done yeah you're over it's over it's over <laughs> And is it, I mean, what I wonder too, is it the U.S. government or what? Like, who, who is really, funding something like this? It never says, but it does say that Truman, like, whoever Truman is, um, the security guard, or, I mean, he's, like, way more than a security guard. He is, like, the security force there. They, it, it's kind of alluded that he's, like, an outside contract, I think, from the U.S. military. It seems like he's military, but it's, it's not, like, But is it he's privately funded? Is this just some guy who, like, we, we I, can't I really think, speculate too much. I, for all the story I know is that like Truman friends, is but... definitely on loan, like from the military. I, I right, feel Be- and I I can that. see what you're saying because he was the only person that looked so different. Like he was just like an He's outside been... entity. You know? And they ask him a couple times, like you've been briefed on this, you know, and they kind of challenge him, like, are you prepared for what you're about to witness? And he's like, yep, yep, yep. I've been briefed. I'm, you know, he's. Right. He thinks he's ready. He's not ready. So, okay. So we get the shot and we know that there's some like really well-advanced, well-funded, crazy shit going on. So we're like, what the fuck? So it goes back to the motorhome and they <laughs> they have arrived at the creepiest gas station in the world. <laughs> and it is completely abandoned. I mean, the, the, the building of the gas station, the windows are broken out. Yeah, like it's not even and just creepy. It's <laughs> decrepit. It's it's depleting into the ground. Yeah. And there's all types of tall grass around it and just like you who, 
I, I put in my notes, no one would stop for gas here. No way. If you and I Not, were on a road trip and, we, yeah. and you were like, let's get gas, I'm like, no, baby. No person <laughs> no. in their right mind would stop for gas there. Even like the gas pumps are like from the 1940s. They are old school. Yeah. Like and they probably don't even function. The, and if they do, there's it'd be grass horrible. growing through the concrete around the gas pumps. Yeah. And it's funny, the stoner actually comments, like, maybe we have to barter for the gas. <laughs> He's like, this is. <laughs> Barter gas. <laughs> and and not the stoner is Marty, by the way, yeah. I, I, I when I did my notes I was just like the stoner. <laughs> but um so he's like the smart one in the situation. Like this is I, this is not I a get like, like we can't get this is crazy. I feel like the whole movie is basically like, yo, stoners aren't dumb. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like stoners are pretty smart, man. Yeah. Like take your time and listen to stoners. He's pretty great. It's like it's like they're trying to say weed's not bad, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, a, that's a big message of yeah. the movie. So Holden is inside the gas station, which is strange. Like they went inside of it and it's all dark and he runs into the creepiest guy in the world. I mean, in my the opinion. most stereotypical racist looking white dude you've ever seen. Like yeah. Confederate flags hanging uh, up. Prejudiced, angry. Yeah. Um, And he immediately, and, <laughs> and I thought this was funny. It's like, as the guy like, as the jump scare happens and you see the guy, he's like, you come here uninvited? <laughs> Like right away, like <laughs> no. Here's my invitation, strange man. Like, yeah, what that's the, hell? the first thing he says. You come here uninvited, and he Colton obviously screams, and he's like chewing tobacco and spitting it everywhere. It's... Yeah, he's like spitting so much tobacco <laughs> onto the ground. So much. And um, the gang asks him, they're looking for a road. Um, I can't remember. I, I think Tiller. It doesn't matter. It's like looking for like Tiller Monroe. Like we're looking for directions and gas. Yeah, and and the guy like instead of telling him, I mean, he insults one of the girls. He calls one of the girls a whore. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like just the- right there, like it's like broad daylight. He's like, yo, that whore with you or something crazy like that. It's like Jesus. <laughs> and then I guess they did get gas. And Chris Hemsworth he gave them the gas, like the creepy. The dude guy did. The, oh yeah, the guy he literally the gas. gave them gas. It, <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he being so difficult? He has a business to run. It's so crazy that right? they actually got gas from him. I'm they, like, there's no way you could do a business, a transaction there. He needs money. That building is decrepit. <laughs> it's like take the money, pump their gas. Like that's why your building it is doing so, so poorly. Mean. Your your customer service is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was weird. It left much to be desired. So Chrissy Hemsworth, uh Kurt throat is obviously mad because the girl the guy the girl the guy mm-hmm. the person he called a whore was his jewels his girlfriend so yeah. chris Hemsworth was like oh the uh, blonde girl because the blonde I'm, girl has I'm to be the whore it. exactly yep <laughs> <laughs> christy hemsworth is so mad he's like his muscles are all raged but he just throws the money on the floor at him yeah and, which i thought was pretty crazy because this guy is probably shoot with a shotgun the guy's nuts i it's pretty ballsy. And um, Holden like puts his hand up to him, like you know, we're just gonna get going. We're you're, just you're two fuck- cool guys. You're a little, you're a little fucking racist and scary. We're we're just gonna leave. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and they so they get into um their you know motorhome, mm-hmm. and there's this wonderful shot of the racist guy as they go away. Yeah. You know what? I can't. I wish I could describe it. It was so funny. It's like one of those lower shots, and you can see his face, and he's just like watching him leave, and he's like. Ugh. Yeah, you know, like because he's like, I know something you don't. You right, right, yeah, it's like mystery. <laughs> it's like mystery, you know, like oh uh, yeah, you're uh, in... driving to trouble. Yep, I'm a wise, weird, racist gas station guy. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> you know the type. Right, yeah, we've all we, we all know that. Type. We've all been to a gas station like this. So, <laughs> um, so right after that, we're 
following the van, driving through the most beautiful countryside I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah, it's gorgeous. Jeez, like big old cliffs and tunnels and all this wonderful mountains and this beautiful shot of a hawk, definitely a CGI hawk. Yeah. It was definitely computer graphics flies through no, the camera. No, they trained that hawk. Too. Yeah, they tra- <laughs> <laughs> flies through the camera shot and it's like, wow, look at that hawk. It's so beautiful. Nature. And, and as they kind of go into this um, tunnel um, on the countryside to the left, the hawk is flying and then it ter- takes a right turn in front of the camera shot and then it runs into this invisible barrier force field yeah force, yeah i guess yeah force field or barriers or something like it's that it's like a really cool like hexagonal i yeah, said pentagon field. but you're yeah. i think you're right i think it's well, hexagonal i don't know i said pentagon but it, we're probably both right you're we're one off either way so <laughs> but yeah no yeah yeah as it i, I love that detail mm-hmm. as it runs into it these orange fiery things appear yeah. as it hits this barrier and they look like hexagons and or pentagons. And now the movie like because hexagons always make everything seem more sci-fi but it's like right then you're like oh this is it's kind of got a sci-fi edge. Something's really going on Yeah. Here. So you're like uh, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Um, so okay they roll up to the cabin now. <laughs> uh, the most beautiful <laughs> cabin you've ever it seen. It is in my opinion what I wrote was it's the smallest cabin ever. Right. It's so damn creepy right out of Evil Dead. Yeah, Just... it looks almost identical to the Evil Dead cabin. I mean, it it's does. Like... It's extremely identical to Evil Dead. Um, it's obvious they were inspired yeah. by the film. It's a nice and nod. And many others. But yeah. Um, we so... Uh, I love we, how we the, show... like... <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say. <laughs> um, we, we show... That shows a shot of Marty, the stoner, mm-hmm. and he has this extremely worried look, but very wise. And I said, like, now he's very ri- wise for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> because, and I, I wonder if they, that's what they were trying to do, like, with his character. Like, hey, he's not just a dumb stoner rolling joints. No. I swear it- to God, this whole movie is like, <laughs> weed's not bad, kids. <laughs> yeah, because you think he's just like this silly guy the whole time. And no. that shot, I was like, no, this guy's deep. He's got he's got stuff. He's got I mean, like, a brain on weed him. Weed know? makes me really paranoid. So it's almost, it's almost like, is he just high and paranoid? They're like kind of playing on that. <laughs> they are, yeah. But I do love when they like all start entering the cabin and it's like the worst looking cabin you've ever seen. But Chris Hemsworth is like, nice. That's, what, like, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm about to get to. <laughs> it's like, no, no college student. Because even his girlfriend's like, this is so cool. I'm like, I don't know, a single it was girl. So we- <laughs> we- it-, it was so weird. I don't know a single woman that would go into that cabin and be like, cool. I'd be like, oh, God, this is terrible. So here's what I wrote. Like, you just basically captured it because it was so stupid. I was like, what the fuck? So Dana. His kids are out of their mind. Goes into the cabin first and she looks around and she has what I wrote was she has a look of fear and maybe wonderment. She's like I couldn't sure. really tell if she yeah she's just kind of like this sucks but does it suck I just couldn't like really tell it <laughs> was sucks, very strange but am I into the macabre maybe yeah she's, like got an inner emo check yeah and it's that slow shot of someone kind of checking out a room and the camera like does a slight little spin and she's, she's kind of be like the naive you know group yeah. of the five yeah yeah so and like what you said Kurt and everyone else comes in and he says this is awesome yeah they love it they love it and they are excited and we don't know why like in my opinion, and I was, I was like, why are they excited There's about this place? There's one redeeming thing about that cabin. I'm like, why would it's you be so It's the scariest place in the world to I me. Have, I was like, I've I don't want to be in there. I've been hunting cabins that looked way nicer than yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every one of my friend's hunting cabins was like, I'll go there. 100%. I don't want to go. I, I, Jesus, like <laughs> spider webs. and. Think of the spiders in that place. 
Think how many people have died in that place. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. <sighs> okay, so so anyway, yeah. So that's their intro to the cabin. It's it's extremely creepy looking and dark, and but they seem to like it. And we don't know why. So um, Holden uh, is goes into his room. We see him in his room, and he notices the scariest painting in the world. And I, I love this movie. It's like here's the scariest cabin in the world. Here's like the worst casting in the world. And then this painting basically has depictions of people being sacrificed blood sacrifices you can see entrails i mean the painting is extremely vivid and graphic these kids cannot catch a clue like yeah they just can't they just don't get it like if me and you were out like if we were let's go up north like the first time back home yeah we wouldn't stop at that gas station like that's a sign (laughs) back home we gotta go get back to the house the universe doesn't want us to go camping like why don't people get it like dude it's so bad college kids man um so I'm sorry, where am I at? So very, very vivid and people being sacrificed. And he looks at it and he goes, no, fuck that. That's no, no, no. And he moves the painting only to find after moving it that it is a see-through mirror. It's a one-way mirror. And he, yeah, one-way mirror. Thank you. And he can every guy see thing. into Dana's room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, oh shit. Sure. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he's obviously not upset about this at the start. But he's a nice he's, guy. He's just, he's, well, you know, he's a nice guy, but she's not like doing anything bad. He sees her in the room mm-hmm. and she's just looking in the mirror. She's not doing anything weird. But then she starts to undo her shirt and he's obviously like, oh shit. And, he's like, this is he, happening. This is happening. And he like slowly like looks away and he's like, no. And then he looks back and you kind, they kind of give you the idea that he's going to be like, yes, and watch the whole thing. Yeah. In the last second, he bangs on the wall Don't, and says, girl. stop. And she stops, which is good on him. Honestly, I think the men are depicted really nice. They are. No, like, no. There's seen, a great representation of men in this we've film. We've seen some movies where I'm like, God, these men are horrible. But yeah. like, I like this. I'm like, these are the kind of dudes I know in my life. But. So he stops her. Obviously, the next scene, we see everyone gathered in his room by the mirror. And they're all like, what the fuck is going on here? This Who is creepy. This? Why is this here? And what I didn't get was like, why didn't they look at Kurt and be like, what is your cousin doing? Well, yeah, seriously, what the hell what is wrong the hell with your, is your cousin? cousin doing, bro? Like, your cousin is a weirdo. Yeah, it's God. It's really weird and very unsettling. So I can't remember exactly what happens. I didn't really document this well, but <laughs> like eventually, <laughs> everyone leaves the room besides Holden and Dana. Yeah, they have like a quick conversation where he sort of tries to come on to her, I think, and she she shoots him down pretty hard. She's like. She's like, oh, maybe you're not feeling well. You should talk to Jules. She's pre-med and just leaves. And it's like, dang, right. Dana. Yeah, and like, he feels he really not bad. But, you know, she thanks him for being decent and yeah. everything. And they do end up switching rooms. Mm-hmm. So, and they, I quote, yeah, okay, I see what I'm saying. They also use like bleeding internally as a metaphor for how hard it was for him to do the right thing. Which did is you why notice? she's like, go talk to Jewel. She's yeah, pre-med. She's yeah. pre-med. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I did write all that Which down. Which is another nod to be like, these kids aren't stupid. You know, it's like something clearly is affecting their judgment as the movie goes on. Because like Jules, you know, cause she's maybe a little promiscuous. She's having a good time, but she's still pre-med. She's very smart. I mean, right. Holden and, is smart. And we'll the get to this, but like yeah. there's certain behaviors. It's like, why would they ever do that? Exactly. So, so yeah, we'll get to that. Now, they have switched rooms now because mm-hmm. he wanted to make her more comfortable. Because he's right? a gentleman. Yep, he's a super nice guy. He's a super nice guy, which is great, blah, blah, blah. So now she's in her room, and she 
for some reason, he decides to change immediately. Yeah. Why the... are they changing? Oh, wait, no, no, no. They're going swimming in the next scene. Oh, That's yeah. They're, they're going to go swimming. Okay. All right. So that makes sense. But still, he goes in and changes. It's almost like he was like, now nah, you can say me, girl. You know? <laughs> yeah, two-way he... mirror. It's, or one-way mirror. Now you're on the other side. Yeah. It's like, did he assume that she just... He's an exhibitionist at heart. He is. So anyway, she switched room with him, and we can see her in the room. And she looks through the... Um, one-way mirror she sees him and he's taking his shirt off he's taking and he's about to take his pants off and and i think he was just like i'm gonna show her how fucking yeah, hot they, i am they didn't hang the picture up before they that's what, I'm, that's what i'm saying it's like <laughs> dude you know she can see into your room he knows yeah he's, he knows he's he looks good totally happy about it so she obviously is like at first she kind of looks for a second with an, when his shirt is just off and she's just kind of like oh he's hot but yeah. then his pants start to go off and she's like oh no 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 that's too much and then she <laughs> runs and grabs this extremely terrifying painting yeah that he was creeped out by and puts it up to cover it yeah and then there's a second of her looking at the painting and all the intestines and weird stuff and so sacrifices gross. she goes like well i can't have that and <laughs> So again, she Kurt's fu- cousin, very strange. Yeah, his cousin's divorce. very strange. They barely ever talk about his cousin. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so um, she finds a blanket and covers it. Yeah, smart. And, uh, yeah. So as she does this, this is another cool, cool segue into the what I call the government people in this movie. Yeah. As she does that, the shot of her putting the blanket on the painting fades out to a series of monitors. Mm-hmm. in this government facility and now we know that they are literally being watched camera video and every angle yep microphones and so they're basically completely surveillance at yeah. this point which is very creepy it kind of reminded me of the matrix a little bit oh you're talking it's... about matrix revelations when he's talking to yeah him. yeah yeah the, that shot of zooming out of a monitor mm-hmm. it was it was a very cool very cool shot i liked it a yeah. lot so all right <laughs> <laughs> So there's a camera in every room. Um, the government guys say places everyone were live. So we know that they're like, hey, this is... Um, the game is on. This is going and we can see how official this operation really is. Like they're 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 doing it. And I need your help on this because I was confused watching it. So they, they start talking about how they gave hair dye to Jules to lower her cognitive function. Yeah, I think it's your first, like, they're just kind of talking shop. Like, the chem girl is back, and they're talking to the chem department. So you are realizing that it's not, like, they're... They actually infiltrated their lives. Yeah, and so in this government operation, not only is it, like, we have these two, you know, engineers that are kind of running the show, and you have, like, the chem girl, but there's, um, you know, it alludes to there being, like, a maintenance department, there's an engineer department, Mm -hmm. there's... So it's a whole official thing. It's a whole system. I mean, it's a whole... And they're kind of explaining how, like, we are, we've done something to manipulate these kids. Right. And they, yeah, she's like, you know, we did it with a hair dye. And they're like, oh, smart, genius, you know. So something in the hair dye was fishy. It's making Jules not act like her smart pre-med self. Exactly. Because the way she's described her character, she does not act like that through the movie. Yeah, no. And it's because they have messed with her. Yeah. So the um, gas station guy... Um, calls into the government people. His name is Mordecai. His, <laughs> it but is. Isn't it Harringer too? Harringer? Harbringer. Harbringer, Which yeah. is, um, yeah, a person who like brings bad news. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, Greek, right? I, could be I don't know. <laughs> but the government guys, you know, the two, I can't, I never really got their names, but I have no they're idea. the two main guys that are like, represent this creepy government entity. And 
they're like, oh, God damn it. They don't want to take the call. And they think he's like this nerdy guy always has bad news. <laughs> and um, so I guess he's weird. That's why they don't want to take the call. They finally are like, you know, you have to answer it. And the creepy Harbinger gas station, whatever his name is, he tells them that the lambs have passed the gate <laughs> and are into the killing floor. It's so melodramatic. Their, their blind eyes see nothing of the horrors to come. <laughs> And the, the government guys are like, okay. Bye. All right. Thanks. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. All right. We know. We have we cameras know. everywhere. <laughs> but you can just tell that the gas station guy just loves this shit. He's oh, he loves like, his job. He's oh, like, he I loves did what it. he does. He's like, yeah. the, the lambs are in the killing field. He's yeah. just like, it's going to be fun, guys. I played my part really well. You're all welcome. <laughs> no can... one plays a racist gas station employee <laughs> like me. <laughs> You can tell, like, the um, government agents are just like, God, like, bro, like, just chill, just take it easy, chill dude. out. Like, <laughs> you're too into this killing stuff. Yeah, um, seriously, have some class, okay? And they kind of mess with him, tell him he's not on speaker, but he is on speakerphone, and he gets really mad, and he continues on this extremely long rant. Like, yeah. he says way more than what I just said. I, I didn't, I'm like, I'm not going to write all this down, but it's, it's like, all melodramatic. It's a paragraph mm-hmm. of um, just, just biblical <laughs> phrases. <laughs> It's a yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it is funny. It was a very funny scene. <laughs> and they're uh, just cracking up. They the just laugh at him behind his back. Yeah. Oh, that poor guy. So, um, okay. So now we're back with the kids in the cabin. And they're at the lake. Classic. What I thought got from it was classic college movie lake scene. Like the jock is, uh, he's like, there's something in the water. He throws his girlfriend in there. And then she's ha, like, ha, what ha. is it? And then he jumps and then he says, it's a gorgeous man. Yeah. And he is. And it's like. <laughs> Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. We're we're, go, we're going this route, which I get it. You have to if it's gonna be a slasher movie, you gotta no, you have, have to do it. You have to have college kids in bathing suits. Dudes. They have to be jumping off a dock. Like right. that's what you gotta do. This, there's an interesting trivia thing for this part. We'll oh, get I'm to that pumped. later. Um. Okay. All right. So so we have that scene. You know, it's funny. Chris Hemsworth is all over Jules, and you know, it's gorgeous. And then we go back to the government place, <laughs> and. <laughs> They are taking bets on something. We don't really know what they're taking bets yeah. on yet. And um, so as they're doing this, you know, it's like a bunch of government workers in the screen room. You can see all the screens and they're all just like, it looks like the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. Because they're all just throwing money up in the air and they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll take this, I'll take that. And he's got like a, a dry erase board and it's, <laughs> it's literally insane. And you're like, what are they betting on? And, but they don't let us know. <laughs> and the uh, bodyguard guy, which is... Uh, Truman. Truman. Um, he's asking the agents if the director knows about the betting. Yeah. So that's the first time we hear of the director. Yeah, and, there's um, like some serious big wigs that we we're not privy to. Exactly. We don't know what that is. And they tell him he doesn't care about the betting as long as the kids do what they're supposed to. We don't know what that means. And so he argues, well, then it's fixed. How can you be betting on something that's fixed? Mm-hmm. You know, Um and but they're like the kids have to choose like they have sure, to choose. sure that's right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so the kids choose what what happens essentially yeah that's why it's not fixed which makes sense mm-hmm. essentially you can bet on that yeah 100 percent. they set them up like everything's there but that's but the director kinda... doesn't really know that's going on i'm assuming probably they don't care i mean that's like what he said as long as you know it gets done but as far as like what it is 
you you don't know as the viewer quite yet right so obviously i think that this shows i think this showed that um this truman guy is a thinker like he's not a that i think that's the point that like this guy's like looking at what's going on he's not exactly stupid he's, he's got not just a, a bodyguard more, he's got some humanity to him he does because everyone has, else is like these kids like you can clearly see these kids are about to get fucked up he and, has a moral compass yeah he's like i don't like this so now we are back at the cabin mm-hmm <laughs> Um, so the kids are at the cabin. They're basically partying. So they're just like in the living room. The stoner guy starts a game of truth or dare. Classic. Classic. Classic College game, yeah. And dares Jules to make out with a stuffed wolf on the wall. He doesn't say wolf in the beginning. He says something else. I can't remember. Moose. Moose, yeah. (laughs) And everyone's like, what's wrong with you? There's no moose in here. (laughs) But, um, He's like, what did he say? He's like, I'm swimming in Reaper, man. Like, give me a break. (laughs) I am stoned. (laughs) <laughs> so um and this is probably the one of the weirder parts of the movie for me because Jules is just like okay yeah I will go over there and she goes over to this wolf and starts enthusiastically french kissing it in the most unsettling way it's and gross. it shows a shot of everyone and they're just kind of have these unsettled looks like they're that's like weird. WTF. And, yeah. And I mean, she's actually like putting the wolf's tongue in her mouth, <laughs> mouth and like. Think of the dust on that wolf. That's, I got trivia for that too. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then she's just, and then she says thank you to it. Yeah, she like, does. That? She does a whole like kind of role playing thing. She goes up. She's like, "Oh hey." Who? Yeah, she flirts with it for a long <laughs> time before starting, and it's like, "Jesus, what?" Yeah, it's pretty. It was. Weird. I didn't like it. I actually didn't like that part of the movie. I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> but then when she's done, everyone claps still. Yeah, Even after the fact that it was the weirdest thing um, you could ever all, see. First of all, hell of a performance. <laughs> They're all really supportive friends. You can't just put your mouth and like taxidermied it was like, a wall-mounted dare. animals. Like, it let was me just a go. dare, and she won. She ain't backing down from a dare. Yeah, she did good. Yeah, that's why they applauded her. So she comes back to the gang circle and sits by her Chrissy Hemworth, you know, Kurt, whose name's Kurt in the movie. The Jack, man. He's so Jack uh, right now. And she's like, okay, truth or dare to Dana. And before Dana can answer, Kurt is like, uh, truth, because he knows that she's a wimp and she's Because you're boring. And uh, Dana is all like mad because of that. And, And then so she goes like, well, fine. And then she goes, dare. And just as she says that, a floor door just bursts open behind the couch and they all jump up and they're like why did a floor door just burst open you know they're all like what's going on (laughs) and uh and it was actually kind of scary it was pretty cool it's Um, so evil dad because it's very evil that's that's what happens in the evil dad this movie is highly influenced by the evil dad Mm -hmm. as far as the cabin scenes it definitely is all right so they all they all obviously see that there's this hole in the floor and um as they look up (laughs) as they go over to it kurt says the wind must have blown it open Yes, the, the wind from the basement. The, 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 which is ridiculous. They are in, inside of a dwelling. There's no windows in that basement. There's no wind in that basement. And I think it might be our first indication of him getting stupider than he yeah, already is. Because that yeah. door, isn't. it's not just like like a light plywood door. It's like two by four. It fours. had like a chain on it. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. It's a heavy ass door. And it, and it opens abruptly and extremely quickly and it's yeah. very loud. Yeah. And he just walks up to it and says, the wind must have blown it open. They're all like, so they're like, okay, only the stoner is Nobody like, questions yo. it. Yeah, the except stoner, the, st- <laughs> the stoner's like, yo, guys, no. <laughs> and so, and then it's like, uh, what do you think's down there? 
Yes, only the stoner seems to understand that something weird is going on. But yeah, yeah. he then like Chris Hemsworth or no, it's Jules who's like, I dare you to go into that basement. Right, because Jules was the original one. Yeah, she was, she the was about dare. to dare. Dana goes down there with a flashlight. That she doesn't turn on until she's already at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, what you, the hell? You can't see anything. You would fall down those stairs. And um, as she slowly gets around, you can see like there's, it's just full of like antiques and knickknacks and like it's basically the um, greatest estate the, sale you've ever seen. Yeah, creepy, creepy dolls. Mm-hmm. A, a, a face, a white face mask, mm-hmm. old creepy pictures of like people like building America. I don't know. It was like the weirdest. There's like film reels and jewelry boxes. Yeah, film, and... uh, all, just all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and old stuff. Yeah. Uh, she screams. They all come down. The stoner has a lantern for some reason. Like, where did he get a lantern? You I don't know. know. What? The cabin is full of weird shit. Right. And they all are just down there checking everything out. Mm-hmm. And the stoner is like, I love the stoner. And his name's Marty. I know I keep calling him the stoner. But he, he's he's down there and he's just like, should we go upstairs? And, and then he says, like, I dare everyone to go upstairs. Just because they're not listening to him. Yeah, they're not listening to him. And he's and he knows, like, I'm, I very much side with this character. He knows. He's like, this is not okay. No, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. So... As we're looking around this creepiest basement in the world, the second, the fourth creepiest thing in the world in this movie, <laughs> uh, Dana finds this diary and she starts reading a passage in this book. She's sharing it with everyone. It's extremely disturbing and everyone is freaked out by it. It's like they talk about cutting flesh and about causing a husband's bulge. So yeah, it talks about like cutting flesh in this weird like I don't know operation room and it's like a diary. Like how or... the how the cutting of flesh causes a husband's bulge like that's one of the terms the idea is like, that it's a diary from like pioneer days or something yeah, like that yeah yeah like the, hence the old picture mm-hmm. and the old doll stuff and they're like and religiously wonder... fanatical is what it sounds like it's i think it's the witch hadn't come out yet but i think it's a nod to that kind of thing like yeah scary I, I completely shit agree. went down yeah and as also too thinking back after seeing the film like is that all just doctored by the people or is it real what the like the old stuff like did the government people pl- just make it look like this old thing or yeah is it i think real... it was all planted i mean they had I to think choose so too, yeah yeah right because they had to choose everything mm-hmm. okay anyway moving on we got a lot of ground to cover mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay so she's t- she's reading this diary and the stoner's getting more and more freaked out like what are you doing this is crazy she finds a part of it that's in latin and she starts reading it and the stoner is is the- i love the stoner like marty's like don't read the latin like he literally simply says yeah. do read do not read the latin every horror movie you've ever seen please <laughs> don't right. read it yeah it's like don't read the latin bro like i mean that's what happens in the evil dad it's like they read the passage yes, that's in yeah. latin and it shit goes sideways real fast exactly um and she she does anyway mm, yeah she ain't scared it's a dare the, and I wrote, I literally wrote, the stoner, which is Marty, is the only smart person there. Which again, <laughs> the whole movie is like, weed's okay. Yeah. Uh, Kurt says to him, don't be a baby. As she reads it, it goes to a shot of zombies coming out of the ground. Yeah. So somewhere she, on the property. Yeah. Somewhere around. So it's like, as she's reading this crazy Latin thing, we know now that she's summoning zombies. Pioneer zombies. Pioneer zombies. <laughs> so now we are 
uh, what did I say? So now we know what they are betting on. And my guess at this point is how the kids get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it cuts to like the engineering room and the government facility. And like the whiteboard is just full of different methods, yeah. different monsters, horror movie, you know, antagonists. Exactly. So what my wife is speculating on is after we see the, the zombies coming up it cuts to the government place and all the workers are celebrating Mm -hmm. and they're like because the ones who won the bet as a way of they would die like you know that's yeah i'm not saying that the best way i was so excited for you to see it because there's so many good memes from that scene like especially that apply to 2020 where it's like who had murder hornets and it's like a clip of the whiteboard yeah so there is a hilarious shot of um the main government guy at a whiteboard and you can see like ways of death and it says like werewolves mutants alien beasts yeah you yeah know, wrath or something. yeah there like, was like a unicorn yeah unicorn <laughs> <laughs> so good which is fantastic that's it hilarious is. okay so one of the agents is really upset because kurt almost released a merman and he says i will never get to see a merman and i just think that's really funny he's just so sad because mm-hmm. he's They've been working on this project for so long. He's just, I'm never going to get to see a mermaid. It's never going to happen. Yeah, because all the kids, when they were in the cellar, they were all kind of like messing with different things. And there was like a really tense shot where it's like, who's going to who's gonna manipulate the item they're holding first? And it is Dana. Like she reads the diary. But yeah, it's Kurt like with a conch shell and he's like about to blow into it. Which is he like, hits the like button. Yeah, thing. I'm assuming that's going to be how they would have chosen the merman. <laughs> Right. He's so close. Yeah. I felt bad for the government worker. He wanted it so What bad. a cool job where you're like, oh, man, I just want to see these kids die a certain way. I know. I just wanted the merman. <laughs> so um, I'm going to need your help with this. But there's so I love the shots in this film uh, of monitors. Uh-huh. And, and they utilize this right after um, the agent said about merman. Yeah. And we see a shot of three monitors. And, and on each side, you see failed. And then in the middle, excuse me, it says Kyoto, Japan. And we see that it's like thriving. Mm-hmm. Like Japan is working basically, but Berlin and what other places There's another failed. country. Yeah. It's basically saying America, you know, quotation marks, is the, isn't the only country or working location. Working on this project. Yeah. Everyone is doing whatever this is with kids or something. But it's like, okay, Berlin, obviously, it didn't come to fruition. There was another city, like, on fire that wasn't working. But then it's like, oh, Kyoto, Japan, they've got a 100% completion rate. They're kind of talking shit about how Japan's always so good, and it pisses them off. Yeah, but... all the government workers are so mad at Japan. Yeah, basically. Japan doing so good all the time. So basically, we now know that whatever this is, is being conducted across the whole yeah, world. Yeah, this experiment, maybe, yeah. It's... Which is crazy crazy mm-hmm. it's insane yeah it makes you feel like this is happening on a global scale it's not just some creepy you know right yeah okay so now we've gotten that shot and we, we now know like that and it's really insane so we're back at the cabin with our uh, our gang <laughs> and uh we see um i think now this scene is when we really see the characters start to delve into their insanity and uh and not act like themselves yeah they're really succumbing to whatever manipulation has been thrust upon them from the government people Mm -hmm. and uh so the first shot is jules dancing next to the fireplace very sexually i do want to oh emphasize that she's like a trained striptease (laughs) yeah i wrote like a stripper yeah and everyone is just sitting in the living room on 
the couch watching, watching the show. and they are just confused like why is she doing this and then Kurt, <laughs> yeah, and except then, for her boyfriend Kurt, yeah Kurt her boyfriend's yeah except for Kurt and he's in the background and he's got like a fifth of vodka and he's like fuck yeah like yeah. look at my girlfriend being <laughs> so hot. really gross <laughs> Um, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. It was so funny. I was like, "What?" Because as as a viewer, you're like, well, "Why is she doing that? Nobody no. does that like at a function. No one is like, let me strip fireplace yeah, no. dance.'" I've been to many cabin parties, and no one yeah. ever just like <laughs> no one ever just it out. Like, like... <laughs> let me just get by the fireplace and be extremely gross. Yeah. So let me let me find my spot. She, like, even tries to seduce the stoner because he's like, why are you acting like this? And she's like, uh, do you just feel lonely? Do you feel left out? And he's like, uh, no. Right. So, yeah, the stoner makes a comment um, after, like, Kurt takes a shot of vodka while watching his girlfriend dance. And she goes up to him and she says, we were really close in freshman hall. We were hall. sweeties. Yeah, and she's, like, right on top of him. And he's, you can see how really uncomfortable he is. And <laughs> Because he's like, I'm not affected. Like, whatever it is, he's like, I'm still myself, and you guys clearly are not. So Kurt and Kurt grabs Jules, and they go outside to make out, mm-hmm. was, we would think. So obviously, he's like, come on, Jules, let's go. And they're like, okay. So um, Dana, like, as they go out, walks up and looks out the door very, like, they don't longingly? Sh- or well, like, what is that? I think she's just like concerned. She's, she's like, what's out there? She's concerned because they left, yeah. And they didn't shut the door behind them. So she's like right. getting up to be like, okay, And asshole. she has this like long, wise look mm-hmm. before she closes the door and goes back inside. And we're yeah. like, okay. She's it. worried about something. She just doesn't know what. Like right. if something does feel yeah. off to her, she just doesn't get it quite yet. Yeah, all of a sudden we're like, Dana's extremely wise now, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her and the stoner. And then as she comes back in, the stoner, Marty, asks Dana, don't you think something weird is going on? Why is Kurt acting like a jock? He's a sociology major. Mm-hmm. Why is Jules acting so stupid? She's a pre-med. pre-med. Um, and then he says, we are not who we are. Which yeah. I thought was like, whoa, bro, yeah. like you're busting and you're, you're coming <laughs> very, with it. Um, very stoner philosophy. <laughs> yeah, he's coming with it. Um, Dana kind of just writes him off. and um, Yeah, she's it, got her own problems to deal with. Yeah. She's like, I'm a virgin. <laughs> they, <laughs> um, Holden and Dana end up sitting on the couch talking about Latin. Oh, cause all, right? because all of a sudden, oh, well, he's an intellectual, right? That's the whole he's idea. Supposed he's supposed to be smart. But he's like, they've got the diary. And he's literally translating the Latin that she had recited that released the zombies earlier that exactly. are somewhere out there. But she's like, oh, you speak Latin? And he's like, a little bit, not since the 10th grade. Who's taking Latin in 10th exactly. grade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she's like worried he's not having a good time and yeah. tells her I'm having a really nice time. I think because she felt bad, she like shot him down so hard Many earlier. times, yeah. yeah. So we cut to Kurt and Jules running through the woods. Oh, they're, they're not running, they're frolicking. They're frolicking through the woods. And she's like, don't spill on me. Yeah, because he still has his beer. <laughs> he still has his vodka. It was vodka, right? And she's just like, and la, he, la, la. And he's like, I guess your shirt will just have to come off. <laughs> Great pickup. But then she's like, she's like, I'm cold. And you're like, <laughs> Right, right. Well, yeah. So we're okay. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, 
Right, right, right. So the in between, you know, um, Kurt and her frolicking and flirting in this weird way in the middle of the night in the woods, there's this camera shots of the government people watching, like, a crowd of them, like, all anxious these, to it's see. It's all dudes. Yeah, yeah, all dudes, like, oh, come on, boobs, boobs, boobs. <laughs> they're, like, so excited. They're, like, hope boobs. So it's really creepy because it's real people, but they're just being watched. Like, it's a movie. Yes. And these, these workers are just, like, so excited to get her boobs bunch out. Bunch of like, horn dogs. Oh, yeah, a bunch of horn dogs. Oh, yeah. They're just, like, sweet. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, they've never seen a pair of boobs their entire life. Know, All these forty-year-old right? men, like, come on. So, um, Kurt is trying to undo her blouse, and she stops him and says, "I'm chilly." <laughs> I was and, like, "Respect, girl. Play it coy." <laughs> and they leave. Um, the area and like all the government people are like oh Dude, like you can so see the sad. whole crowd they're so mad and so sad <laughs> sad and then um <sighs> one of the main ag- agents is like all right get back to work people your basic your basic human needs disgust me yeah cock blocked <laughs> by temperature <laughs> exactly so at that point they literally go to their digital board and raise the temperature of yeah, the environment that they're that's, in which you, is super again, weird every layer it's like they're you realize how the, much control they have over the situation mm-hmm. they're completely directing it like a, a movie it's some really cool world building that's why i've seen this movie so many times now but i i love it every time because it just does build this really immersive world you know it, do, it does i really um enjoyed that I, I liked how I think um, not to we're well, not to final thoughts and even close, but you know I like <laughs> to think uh, that I was left out of the loop for so long, yeah. but kind of engaged. They give you just enough to keep you into it. Yeah, they're just reeling you in for the big payoff at the end. It's the movie's smart as shit, man. Anyway, I thought, I thought it was dope. So anyway, she says I'm chilly. They raise the temperature. So now Chrissy Hemsworth, <laughs> Kurt is getting his way. Chrissy and he's Hems. like, um, and then after, after they. So so they start going at it, and um, he he hasn't really gotten there yet. But she says it's so dark. So they literally shine a light into like a grove, like a perfect. It's so little... beautiful and magical. Yeah, it's just so romantic and gorgeous. Yeah, it's all flush and green. And you see, and... and they show that shot of them like moving the dial or yeah, moving to the turn lever the on the digital board <laughs> that they have, and it's like wow, like they have complete control of yeah. everything those engineers are artists they're like yeah. they're always like watch me work you know like they're yeah. so confident it, and tweaking everything it's... so the, both of them go like well sh- well shit i guess we'll go over there um so now we finally have boobs it's <laughs> unbelievable she gets on top of them and you know they're like wrestling around a little bit making out a little bit but she gets on top and then she um undoes her blouse herself yeah and one of the agents goes score yeah <laughs> <laughs> And it's just so funny because they're all like middle-aged white men. It's just hilarious. Yeah, they're all yeah. just wa- watching this. Boobs are magical. Um, so now they start to get into it a little bit more. Chrissy Hemsworth does some pretty good underwear biting, which I thought was good. <laughs> it was good moves. I digged it. He kind of went, Rawr, like doing one of those. Like, Rawr. Yeah, she seemed so into it. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> he was doing all right. Um, so and now it's like, okay, so she's kind of on the bottom. He's on top. And uh, her, you see this really uh, interesting shot of her hand reaching out. She's kind of stretching her hands out she's and enjoying. Her, she's enjoying herself and yeah. stretching and enjoying what's happening, which is great. Good mm-hmm. for her. And as you see, the camera closes in on her hand, and then you just see a, n- a knife just impaled right into her hand. Yeah. On the ground. And, and then she, it begins. And then yeah, and then chaos ensues. She immediately starts screaming in pain. Obviously. She's like, I was a piano player. I yeah, mean, no. and then. Um, <laughs> The camera shot 
does a really cool thing from the blood impaled hand up to a zombie's face. So you immediately see who stabbed her. Pioneer zombies. Yep, pioneer zombies from the pioneer days, the 1600s or seven. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so she obviously starts screaming. Kurt gets up and runs and knocks a zombie over I mean, right props away. To Kurt because he was like, "I'm defending my girl." Immediately, he's like, "I'll he, take them he out." He obviously he did really well. He did. He was. I mean, what more could you ask for in a boyfriend? He's like, "I'm ready to go to he's battle." Like, Who the what? Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine? You've got like a boner. Like you're just doing a great. You're like enjoying yourself. Zombie stab in a hand. Man, like, what, what the what fuck? A, I have no idea what I would do. The greatest turnoff you've ever encountered. Yeah, soft. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> but like he immediately gets up, tackles the guy, or push, kind of pushed him. He like, like football that. tackled him. Yeah, he like, like shoulder yeah, checked him, him like in hockey or something. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> so now obviously like shit's going down. And uh, as he does this, he uh, turns around and she's like screaming, you know, like my fucking hand. And then a- another zombie stabs him in the back immediately, and he falls. Oh. Poor Chrissy Hansen. Now, this big-ass zombie who, who who's regularly comes back, repeatedly comes back. He's like the father me. of the pioneer he, he, zombies. His weapon of choice is a bear trap on a hang. Dude, yeah, he like literally or on swings a chain. it. Excuse he me, not... swings the bear trap around yeah, so to a... get people. So, uh, God, this is a really rough scene, but Jules is... Still on the ground, she's still kind of shaking up, and she's trying to crawl to Chrissy Hemsworth, I think. Yeah. And then the um, this bear trap zombie is what I call him. There's yeah. no name. He throws the bear trap, and it latches onto her back. Oh god. And then she he slowly pulls her to him. Yeah. Because of the bear trap and Chrissy's, like Scorpion Mortal Kombat. Yeah, just style. yeah, like yeah. get over here. Yeah. And he's like dragging her, and I'm watching this like, what the what is this? Yeah, it's and, not good for and Chrissy Hemsworth. Kurt is still on the ground because he just got impaled in the back. Yeah, he's, he's being like, held by like two zombies, I think, right? Well, They're, like, they haven't him grabbed up. him yet, oh. but like he's still kind of hurt by the impalation. Yeah, they literally stabbed him in the back. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. So as the bear zombie guy's pulling her to him, two other zombies grab Chris and, yeah. and then just hold him. And uh, these this guy pulls her, picks her up and holds her, right? And then mm-hmm. these other zombies are holding Chris, and they're making him watch her as an, another zombie <laughs> comes in. It's a zombie family. And he has family. this huge, like, one of those saws where you have, where two people can hold it and you slowly uh, cut a tree. What is that, like a log saw? Or yeah, something? like yeah, a it's... really rusty... And then, like, you have two handles, and it's, like, where two people, like, we're, we're, yeah. we're going to Paul Bunny in this tree. Yeah, yeah. And then um, <laughs> just slowly go up to her, and she's just screaming, just screaming you in terror. Too. And they just slowly, like, just boom. You see it, and you just thrust it, and you just see, like, a blood spatter. and Arterial and, spray. <laughs> and Kurt just, like, screams in terror yeah. as he has to watch his girlfriend's My promiscuous girlfriend. <laughs> slowly get cut off. So messed up. So messed up. So, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, like, Another thing I missed, too. Wow. I, I forgot to say that they could control the pheromone levels, Yeah, too. there's pheromone spray. It, there's, like, so when they, they were can trying control to get, everything. Yeah, they can control everything. So, anyway, that's what, that's what happened. <laughs> it was really bad. So, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, right. So, after... Oh, okay, this is so cool. So, this is the first death in the film and after her head getting cut off it goes to the shot of the government guys who were manipulating everything and being yeah crazy and they say a prayer and um he's one of them has like a necklace with right a and they rub it, it and mm-hmm. i don't really remember the 
words of the prayer. It's but... something about like may your peaceful slumber continue or something like that. Whoever right. he's praying to wants he wants them to continue to sleep. So I, I wrote in my notes at this point, why are they doing this? I think mm-hmm. as a user, oh, Jesus, as a viewer, <laughs> you're thinking like, why are they doing it? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the big question. Like, you know, they're doing something, but the whole time it's like it question mark. What is it? Yeah. What? Why? Mm-hmm. So the whole world's doing it. Why? Exactly. So one of the agents goes over to a secret wall compartment in the wall and they open this compartment and it re- reveals a lever. Mm-hmm. And he pulls the lever, and we see a series of gears and cranks, and we see blood moving through this system. Yeah, it's extremely strange, uh, and it start and it starts to fill um, kind of shapes in a wall of a figure. Yeah, it's is like that the running, best way I can describe. It's that? running along a tract, and the right. tract is forming a shape, but they're not really telling you. You don't get. They're not panning out, so you can't really see what the shape it is, is quite yeah. yet. Yeah. So I found that very interesting. Obviously, the plot thickens. So we're back at the cabin. The stoner is re- uh, Marty. The stoner is reading Little Nemo, and and he's just kind of like Little Nemo, you're in too deep. And it's kind of this small little um, comic relief <laughs> and metaphor too, yeah, because yeah, they're all in too deep. They're in it, man. And he starts convincing himself that he can hear voices, and he gets paranoid, and he stands up, and he's like, "Who the fuck? Who are you? You think I'm a puppet? <laughs> I'm not a puppet." <laughs> I'm not a puppet. And he says, I'm in control of my I'm own mind. I'm in control. <laughs> I'm in control. And, um, okay. So he's, and then he says, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. And then it cuts to Dana and Holden, which these two are like in love with each other. All, all of this a sudden. Awkward, yeah. They're all making this awkward out. crap. And they're making out on the couch. Marty walks by and he says, he's got a husband bulge, which I think is so funny. <laughs> that is my to, new favorite thing. Husband uh, bulge. Yeah, <laughs> to refer back to the creepy stuff she was reading. Out of the bulge. diary, you know, that's husband bulge. Husband bulge. Oh, it's I mean, so good. who hasn't gotten a husband bulge? I've gotten one. Yeah, it me happens. too. <laughs> it happens to everybody, friends. It does. So, anyway. <laughs> the stone. So, anyway. <laughs> so, we've got Marty outside, and he looks up, and there's no stars. He's like, why aren't there any stars? Yeah. And Marty is always questioning things as a character, yeah. and I love that. Because uh, he, I don't think he's a narrator. He's not the narrator, but I mean, he's, he's the only one he's unaffected the one... by whatever manipulation they're yeah. thrusting on them. I love. I mean, that's another. I feel like this movie was so well done because it's like, yeah, they're manipulating everything. So there's all these little nods to like little things just aren't quite right, and there being no stars in the sky. I I just was like, man, you guys covered all the bases. Like it yeah. just is real clever. I liked it. So yeah, he's obviously confused. And I, he, he does this cool thing after saying, that there's no, why aren't there any stars? And he just kind of looks down and he sighs and he goes, we are abandoned. And I yeah. was like, man, that's cool. Like, I just liked the line. Yeah. And he's just, he's just hip to everything. The whole movie, the stoner, Marty's hip to everything. I love Marty. He's my favorite character. So very, 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 very cool part is as he's doing this and he's saying, we're abandoned, you can see out of focus somebody walking behind them very far back and mm-hmm. it's so damn subtle mm-hmm. it's creepy and it's very creepy and um just as so the slow thing gets right up behind them to where you finally can't see it in the camera shot yeah so the next thing you think is going to happen and it's going to grab him yeah it's actually kurt just flies into the camera shot yeah from the side from like, the you, side you and, and then you, and then he goes fucking run yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
fucking run. And and uh, Marty's like, what the hell's going I on? I screamed my ass off. It's like I've seen this movie so many times, and I'm like, why did that still I get me? I thought that was great. I love oh, that. Oh, smart. Such a good misdirection. It's it was super cool. So as he does that, Marty like tries to follow him, and now we see the zombie. It was a zombie behind him in focus. Yeah. And um, Kurt just like clotheslines the zombie. It's like a little zombie girl. Yeah. Again, he's like just a football clothes player. Clotheslines <laughs> it and knocks it over, and they run into the cabin. They're really playing so up this this idea like he's the athlete, he's the jock. Like the way he like fights the zombie. He is. He really. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Okay, so we're, now we're inside the cabin. So everyone is like, what's going on? You're running into the cabin. Like, because Dana and um, Holden are on the couch, obviously, still. And they're like, where's Jules? And Kurt says, she's gone. <laughs> and- <laughs> Poor Jules, man. She was just there to have a good time. Oh, boy. She did not have a good time. I mean, she did until that point. Yeah, I mean, no. She, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she was having a good time until she got stabbed in the hand. So, and uh, Kurt's like, we need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> He's the leader. So, right, right. And Dana's like, I don't buy this. this. Is what You're crazy. And then she tries to open the door, the front door, and the stoner guy's like, don't. <laughs> Why the hell would she do? Oh, Don't God. open the front door of the cabin. We just ran in here screaming. He's covered in blood. I'm sorry. Like, if anyone runs in my house that covered I know, in and they're like covered in blood and screaming, and they shut the door and be like, yeah, good Keep idea. Keep that door Keep shut that and door lock shut. it. Yeah. Right? I'd be like, maybe we'll call the police. Maybe we leave out the back door. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do we got to do? But Dana's like, no, I'm, I'm going to see where Jules <laughs> I need is, to guys. see this for myself. Yep. Don't trust you. So She's <laughs> she, a loyal friend. She's a loyal friend. <laughs> she does not trust what the, She's like, no, that blood's fake. Anyway, so she... <laughs> you went to Spirit Halloween. I know it. She So she opens the door only to find big ass bear trap zombie guy holding Jules' head. And he's just sitting there like not saying. He's just kind of breathing. And she obviously screams and goes back. He throws Jules' head yeah. at Dana and she catches it. Good catch. And looks right at it. And it is so realistic. It looks just like the act- actress. Yeah. I was like... Damn, that looks like her. It's Jules. And then obviously Dana throws it in fear. And then all the guys, all of them, Holden, um, Marty, and Kurt, Kurt have to run to the door to close it before the big ass zombie comes yeah. in and kills them. Bear trap zombie. And I'm sitting there like, Dana. Dana, you <laughs> Dana, what are you up. doing? Why now you just you held do- your friend's head. Like, you'll never get over that trauma ever. Oh, the therapy she would need. You'll you never imagine? get over that trauma. That's fucking crazy. Okay. So then- <laughs> They managed to shut the door. Kurt is like, we need to barricade the cabin. No matter what, we have to stay together. Which I was like, yes, thank you. Stay together. Yes. So that's so great in this movie because he said that. I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Usually that's not the case. (laughs) So as soon as he says that, we cut to the government guys in the facility and they're pissed off and they're like, God damn it. No, we can't. No, that's not right. And so they hit a button. And as soon as they hit this button, we see a shot of a vent opening and it's sending gas into the cabin. And as we see this shot, Chris Hemsworth walks by the gas and he walks through it and he stops and he goes, wait, this isn't right. We need to split up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching this like, holy shit, these guys control every single thing that happens. Everything that happens. Yeah, and then Holden's like, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good idea. I'm like, And And then then Dana's like, really? No, it was Marty. Marty. Oh, it was Marty? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) So 
<laughs> and then he tells them, no, you go ahead. Your notes. No, go. What do you got? I'm just saying, like, they, I think the next scene is, like, one of the zombies manages to punch through the cabin. And Chris Hemsworth is like, everyone run to your rooms. Why, why would you run to your own room? So that is what happens next. What I wrote is there is a big bang on the wall, and they all run to their rooms for some reason. But he tells them, he's like, run to your own rooms. Like, Chris Hemsworth tells them to split up and go to their rooms. Yeah, that's weird. It's hysterical. That's super weird. So it's, and they so all do it. Like, they, you know? they all do it. Yep, you're, you're exactly right. They all do it. And as soon as they get into the rooms, the government sh- hits a button, and all their doors lock. So they're all stuck separated in Brilliant. their own rooms. I love this movie so much. Which it's is so... really bad for survival. Oh, it's hysterical. It's so funny. <laughs> this is a lot. I need a second. We should split up. <laughs> so they all run into their rooms. They're all separated. It's super weird. Stoner, the first shot we see of someone in the room is the stoner guy, Marty. Mm-hmm. As he runs in his room, he's so scared. He runs so hard. He knocks over a lamp, which reveals a camera. Mm-hmm. So he breaks this lamp and he sees the camera with this long cable cord attached to it. Yeah. It's a small camera. And he's like, I'm not paranoid. And he's like, what the fuck? That's what I wrote. He's like, WTF. Yep. Government guys are freaking out because they see that he sees the camera That's and they not do good. not want him to know this. And he's kind of been on the level this whole time and mm-hmm. they don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't the chem and, girl, like one of them is like, wasn't his weed supposed to be working? And she's like, we dumped the shit out of that weed. Like She thinks that he's immunized for some reason, but I don't think we've got there yet. Yeah. Anyway, so the stoner guy is looking at this camera. He's like, this is this is weird. He starts pulling the camera cord, and he and it's like coming out of the, uh, not wallpaper, but, you know, like the... Like the border, s- the border trim. Border seam trim and stuff. And he's like, what the hell? And then he kind of sits there, and he goes, oh, my God, I'm on a reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about how his parents are going to think he's a burnout or something. Yeah, which is kind of funny because it's like, you know, it does seem like you're on punk or something. Like, yeah, like, like I'm on a reality <laughs> It was funny. It he, was. he did a good job. Franz, whatever the actor's name yeah, is. Yeah, he's awesome. Um. So anyway, as he says this line, he's... You know when a character's standing in front of a window, you just know something's going to happen. It's not good. The craft had happened, remember? The bad dude was like backing up against the window. You're like, you're not going to survive. I was watching this like, oh, well, actually, let me backtrack. So the government guys are freaking out and they're like, we have to kill him. And like, he knows, blah, blah, blah. And then they see a zombie coming outside to his window. And they're like, well, they say his name. I can't remember. But zombie. They're like, let him take care care of it. So all of a sudden, the government guys aren't worried. So flash forward, we're at... um, He's in there. He just said that line. I, I just, I, I'm in a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. And as he says that, a zombie reaches through, pulls him outside. Yeah. And um, there's puts, a scuffle. There's a scuffle. Puts him on the ground. And um, he gets free. And he um, realizes he has his bong. And he like extends it. You <laughs> yeah. Know? The, the coffee cup, the coffee mug the bong coffee cup that bong, is extendable. Yeah. And yeah, he like whips it out like some sort of you know baton. <laughs> yeah, like some superhero guy. There's like music that kind of goes with it. Oh, it's so good. It's my favorite part. <laughs> and um, he hits a zombie across the head. Yeah. And um, it literally does not, nothing. nothing. <laughs> the zombie's head kind of goes to the side. It's a good effort. Um, it doesn't do much. He screams, help me. The zombie runs after him, throws a knife and hits him in the back and he falls. Yeah, all these guys are getting stabbed in the back, like every single every, one of yeah. them. And the zombie goes over to him, drags him drags him across the woods Mm -hmm. and uh we see his body go off camera and the zombie go off camera we see the splash of blood and the loud sound and it screams so we're like he's dead yeah we're basically another one down he's gone so now we go so 
uh, history repeats itself. The government guys go over to the secret lever and they pull it and mm-hmm. we see the cranks and the blood. But this time there's a earthquake. Yeah, because they're like, oh, someone downstairs is excited. And it also cuts to show. It's the same process we saw with Jules where you're seeing blood like run along a track. and You don't really right. know what it is quite yet. So every time someone dies... Something downstairs is getting real pumped about it. So now we saw everything that happened with um, Marty. Now we're in Dana's room, Mm -hmm. and there is a zombie trying to get inside. She puts a bookshelf or or a dresser in front of the window, and, you know, glass is shattering, and it's all this craziness, and the zombie's kind of starting to win. All of a sudden, Holden helps her by breaking through that uh, one-way mirror. mirror. um, And they, for some reason, they find a cellar door in Holden's room? Yeah, it looks like there's more than one point of access to the basement. To the basement. Right, right. Um, I said they find a different part of the basement. (laughs) We're on the same wavelength. Right. And um, uh, so this different part of the basement is the room where... It's basically just building upon the mythos of the diary that they found. It's like, oh, this is where the religious fanatic pioneer husband went nuts and And killed his his family. (laughs) Sacrificial... Yeah, Dana's like, this is where he killed them. This is where he kills us. <laughs> yeah, she, Dana gets weird. Like all of a sudden, she's well. I'll wait till we get there. But she turns into like she ha- she gets catchphrases like yippee kaye, like Bruce Willis. She's the main character. <laughs> the main character gets the catchphrases, <laughs> and they're it's terrible. Fucking double bag. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. They are phrases. so bad. I, I immediately made me think of Die Hard. Like, yippee kaye. Hey, that wasn't horrible. That's classic. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's, no, no. Always good. All right. So <laughs> so I wrote, they find the room where they did all the creepy stuff from the diary. Mm-hmm. Holden is walking by and, you know, they're just kind of trying to figure out the room and he's just casually walking and bear trap zombie guy just throws the bear, the bear trap right into his back from the top of the yeah, room yeah. and it just slams into holden's back and he starts screaming and the bear trap guy is like pulling him up like to cut like he's like hanging from his back yeah it's like so gross and painful and extremely painful <laughs> and dana runs up and jumps onto him to pull him back down dana yeah. is extremely brave from here on out, also yeah. she's like, I'm a badass. Yeah, she now. definitely like gets a backbone for sure. Yeah, she kills it. So Dana Oh, okay. So she pulls him back down, they fall to the ground, and then the um bear trap guy is kinda pulled halfway in and mm-hmm. he's kinda hanging almost. Yeah. So Dana gets up, grabs a crowbar, walks up to him like no like not even scared, shoves it through his neck. Gross. Well, no, no, no. Bef- no, before she shoves the crowbar through the guy's neck, she asks him if he likes pain. Yeah. That's her <laughs> and, catchphrase, her first one. And then shoves the crowbar and then says, how does that work for you? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being in that situation. It's I would like, not even have time okay. to breathe, let alone like drop some one-liner like that. Yeah, just, like, die, die, I, die. I, I, I hope if we're involved in like a murder terror evening, like I do have catchphrases. I don't know what I mean like just before like oh do you like movies (laughs) or you know what I mean (laughs) if we're ever if we are ever in a scenario like that I hope you're not taking the time to think of a good catchphrase I would hope you're like I'm gonna defend my wife I hope I I hope you know I hope that I just get there in time so then you don't die but at the same time if I can do a good catchphrase while doing it I mean that's 
that's a win-win. I don't die, and you got the catchphrase. Right, in. right, yeah. That's a win-win. That's a win-win. <laughs> if you had to pick between like avenging my death with a catchphrase and saving my life, what 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 would you do? Of, I'm saying what? like if you had to like take so much time to come up with a catchphrase that I die. Oh no, is it I worth would rather it? just save you in time and come up with a catchphrase. I'm saying that's not an option. You can either do the catchphrase or well then the, save, save my the life. life. Yeah, I would save the life. Thank you. But catchphrase and life save would be better. I mean, that's an ideal situation. Do you like apples? <laughs> I got her number. Eat this. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to where we we're. So Dana has catchphrases now, and she's really tough. Yeah. Basically, that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, that's what happens to all the final girls in horror movies. So they like reach a point where they're like, okay, time to time to freaking grow a pair and she's, do this. She's a badass now. Yeah. So. Uh, so also, this doesn't kill the zombie. The zombie's still like waving his arms and he's like, I'm gonna kill you. He's a zombie. So she has to find another knife and she stabs him in the heart like at least 15 times. He, oh like yeah, she just horrible. Never, she's just like, die, die. And he finally, his arms give out and he's like, okay, I'll stop terrorizing you. Which is hilarious. <laughs> and she's just like screaming. And you can see that she's like almost gone. She's trying Like her eyes are watering. It's like, she's, she's, she's done. She's checked out. She's, yeah, she's done. It's over. <laughs> so... <laughs> So the guy, <laughs> but she so, saved Holden's life. She did. She did, which is great. She's a true hero. Government guys are like fucking zombies. Why did I type this? Remember when you could just throw a girl on a volcano? Yeah, because they're like they're like oh zombie died. They're like god damn it, a zombie died, and they're like fucking zombies. Remember how easy it was when you could just throw a girl into a volcano? Right. And then he references that as aged. Yeah. The other guy's like, like, how, how old, old do you think I am? And so it's like, how long have they been doing this? Exactly. See, the movie yeah. has it all. The world building's so good. It that, gives you, thank you. so That's much. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I was confused watching it. Like, what is he talking about? Oh, it's so smart. It's so smart. After their weird, like, uh, you throw a girl into a volcano, the other guy, as he's saying, that moves a lever and it shocks the knife out of um, Dana's, Dana's hand, which is because they don't want her killing zombies. And yeah. that's what they're pissed off about, which is amazing. They're like, which I feel like they should have done that while she was doing it. Yeah, you know? seriously, if they're as good at this as they've been telling all the other government employees, you know, they would have done that right away. But So she has to drop the knife and they don't discuss how her knife was shocked out of her hand too, by the way, which I would have been like, Bro, this knife just shocked itself out of my hand. That's weird, but okay. Maybe it just like shocked her muscles into like relaxation and she didn't really realize uh, it. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't seem to like hurt her. So Holden is somehow okay after having a bear trap shoved into his back. Yeah. He stands up. He's perfectly fine. Kurt busts into the room. Like a true from, hero. Uh, yeah, like a true hero. We have no idea how he could access that place and he grabs them and leads them out of the basement mm-hmm. through uh cellar doors and now they're outside in the yard yeah they gotta get out of there um he tells he informs them that marty is dead because they ask about him they pile in the motorhome and bust out of there they're like we're gone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're gone so this is going to be the strangest thing and i'm gonna call on you to describe this but right after that all of a sudden we see a shot of a Japanese zombie girl screaming. And the government guys are watching, I'm guessing because they're checking up on the Jap- J- Japan's project. Yeah, it project. basically switches to footage and like what's going on in Kyoto. The rest of the world has failed at this yeah. ritual. How's Japan doing? Not doing well. Which is crazy because Japan has like a 100% completion rate. This is the first time they haven't done right. well. It's, I wonder if like every, as long as one per country accomplishes That is the it, idea. I they're think that's like, it, yeah. Yeah, they're like someone has to get it. And it's so deeply important that they complete this ritual right. that they're all attempting it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because like the chem girl is back and she's like, you know, talking about how horrible Japan's doing. And then she's like a total failure, zero fatalities. Like, and it's just a bunch of like school children. How hard <laughs> is it to kill a nine-year-old? Yeah. So, so this shot is incredibly haunting. It's, it's the ring. It's the she, garage. It's the ring in the garage. Yeah. She's glowing and she's floating and there are Japanese schoolgirls singing around her. Yeah. And she, and the light overcomes her and she eventually turns into a frog yeah a happy frog a happy frog and the girls celebrate because the evil spirit is gone and is now in the frog yeah and they pick the frog up and they start going and the government guys it goes from the shot of that to a monitor and you see the government guys right to the monitor going fuck you fuck you to these little girls like they're nine-year-olds yeah it's like Oh my fuck God. you, fuck you, fuck you. And uh, they're like, how hard is it to kill nine-year-olds? <laughs> if, and then the other government guy goes, if you want a good product, buy American. Uh-huh, yeah. He's so like, because like, what he's saying Damn. is like, everyone else has failed. The entire world is literally depending on us. Mm-hmm. So the um, this is what you were talking about. The um, doctor lady. The chem is girl. Like, There's something wrong with the stoner's pot. He's supposed to be drooling. And he almost made it. Says one of the says the doctor girl. Mm-hmm. It's clear that they are frustrated because things aren't going how they want to. They want to manipulate his marijuana. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because they're assuming he's dead. Right. We are humanity's last hope if the ancients rise. Mm-hmm. All right. That's so basically what's happening is like once you know he's like screaming at these nine year olds, um, and then they're like, "Well, we gotta buy American if you want it done right." He's saying like. It kind of like cuts off mid conversation with the chem girl, and he's like, or she's like, uh, you know, we're humanity's last hope. If the ancients rise, then it cuts off, and they're like, no, we can still handle this. You know, that's what we're gonna do. And then I think it cuts back to like the RV, right? Like they're trying to get out of there. Yeah, so they're in the RV and they are um, driving out. They're gonna go back through that tunnel and they're leaving. The government people are freaking out because the tunnel is still open. Yeah. So they don't want the kids to get away. And I, I'm guessing in the program, normally this tunnel is, um, there's an explosion that closes it off. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it didn't go off. Yes. And we don't know why. There's, But for some reason, the program isn't working normally. One of the agents freaks out. He starts running. He's like pushing people over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like running through the He's like swearing and stuff. And all of a sudden, he's at an electrical board. In maintenance. It, in maintenance. And it's obviously been tampered with Mm -hmm. so the kids are still driving they're almost to the tunnel they're moving fast and they're like go 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 and the agent's like swearing at the other maintenance people while he's like messing with these um wires and they're telling him like it wasn't us like yeah some this was tampered with yeah Like, like we didn't do it so they are almost free they get they're actually into the tunnel almost and the agent connects these two wires just in time and the tunnel blows Mm -hmm. when it blows up all the these rocks fall and they have to reverse the motorhome out of the tunnel before getting crushed to death essentially incredible reverse driving by the way they went so fast that's chrissy hens i mean shit the guy can drive thor i mean he's yeah he's freaking thor yeah was he thor when this movie came out uh well we'll talk about that later Ah. (laughs) yeah (laughs) no he wasn't he wasn't thor um this movie went through a lot of stuff like it was kind of shut down essentially too bad because it's freaking iconic all right so they they back they back out of the tunnel they are backed out they get out just in time now they're trapped so they get out of the motorhome 
Mm-hmm. They look around, and it's kind of this cliff road, if you remember. Like, they can see off the side. Yeah. But what this road does is it curves around, so they can actually see the uh, road. This is if... where the eagle hit the, yeah. Yes, earlier, yeah. earlier in the Same shot. Same exact shot, yep. exactly. So they're looking at the road across the way, and they're like, man, like, it's right there. They're just so mad. They're like, it's right there. We just got to get there. So Chris, or Kurt, sorry. <laughs> this people going to be so confused. They, uh. Kurt's like, wait a minute, my motorcycle's on the motorhome. I mm-hmm. can jump it. Yeah. And he's like, I can do it. And the funny thing about this is we know there's a barrier there. Mm-hmm. And we know that he should not do this. Like, as a viewer, we already know that I he shouldn't it do it. so much. So, and, like, and I said, um, he says, I can jump it. And I say, I'm guessing he will die from hitting the invisible barrier. <laughs> <laughs> but he gives this, like, really moving speech. Yeah. yeah. And there's, yes, this is a really, really, really great part of the movie because it's just hilarious. The music is, like, amping up. He's about to do this yeah. really heroic thing. Jules yes. is like, "Are you sure?" And he's, or not Jules. Well, Dana's like, "Are you sure?" And he's and, like, "I have to do this for Jules." And they're like, "What if you wipe out?" And he's like, "Even if I wipe out, I'll limp to get help. Yeah, I'll bring choppers. I'll bring police, police big guns, uh, firefighters. You know, yeah. big guns." <laughs> and the music is just behind him, it's like Fourth so of July. Huge. Like, yeah, like yeah. patriotic. <laughs> and he, um, it's so funny. And then so he he gets on the bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're like, be careful. And he's like, and he gives this like inspirational like head yeah. nod yeah. to him. Like, he's the all American hero in that moment. All American hero. Yeah. And he like gets this huge head start. It goes way back on the road, and then he comes forward, turns around, he jumps it, and he's going through the air. And the music has it's at the height of this huge. Um, it's a zenith. Tonical like it's beautiful note like. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then he just slams into the um, fucking barrier, and you see the hexagonal shapes. The motorcycle explodes. You see his body body being mangled as he falls down. Yeah, because he doesn't just like die. He's like a bug zapped. Yeah, you know? he's like, like com- <laughs> yes, that's the best way to descri- it's so, describe it. It's- so like they're just like putting salt in the wound it's like not only did you fail you failed so horribly like you're gonna keep hitting it the entire way down yes Mm -hmm. and you see him fall a very long time a very long time it's extremely disturbing (laughs) oh wait i forgot (laughs) oh right oh dang it i i missed this before he jumps uh holden is like don't hold back and he goes i never do Because there's so many good one-liners now. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, we're in the age of one-liners for this movie. <laughs> Kurt is dead now. We're down to just Holden and Dana. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously sh- shocked. And Dana says puppeteers under her breath after he's dead. Yeah, she's and starting to put Marty things together. Was right. mm-hmm. Marty was right. And so we can see that she's putting things together. Yeah. yeah you're exactly right. Back at the government, the guy pulls the blood lever again and... We see the whole cranks and cogs. Blood's running along the track again. Yep. So these two get back in the motorhome. They don't know what else to do. But go back. To the cabin. Right. Exactly. So they're headed back to the cabin. Holden says he's going to drive through and go on the other side. Yeah. And just drive through the woods. Whatever. We're going to get out of this. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Dana has lost all hope. Yeah, she's really shut she's, down. She's, she keeps telling him, like, you don't get it. She's traumatized. She is gone. You can see it in her eyes that she's gone. So they head back towards the cabin. They don't know where else to, where else to go. Mm-hmm. And then as Dana is like, you know what? It's it's a lost cause. It's over. Holden says, don't go nuts on me. You're all I've got now. You have. He's like, I need you to be calm. He says, just stay calm. I need you to be calm right now. So as he says that, a zombie puts a knife through the back of his throat yeah, and out yeah. the other side. And Dana starts immediately screaming as blood splatters onto her face. Very anti And onto the windshield. It's extremely disturbing. It's a bad and scene. It's very, it's very bad. 
Holden falls dead on the steering wheel, and the motorhome flies off a cliff into a river. Yeah. All right. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) It's really bad. Dana is underwater now. You get that whole sense of being submerged, and it's like very visceral. It's really, it was really well done. Yeah, it really was. She breaks free from her her seatbelt, and she gets out. She gets out through a top, like um, what is that called? Like like the air vent on the top of the RV. Yeah, or skylight or something like Uh that. So we swim to the top, and we see the government guys. Right, she she swims up to the top, and it cuts to the government guys, and they're celebrating because something something to note too though is like the zombie's still in there and like does try and stop her, but she's like so we're assuming the so zombie the zombie still... grabs her foot. Zombie's in the water. I was wondering if the zombie did die from the water though. Because remember later. Is that the same zombie though? I mean, I'm assuming it came out of the water. Oh, it looked different, but maybe I don't know. No, you have a really good eye for these zombies. They all look like the yeah, same it's for not, me. That wasn't Bear Zombie in there. All right. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. It wasn't him. So she gets free and she starts swimming to the top after she gets free of the zombie grabbing her foot. We go back to the government guys and they're celebrating because Holden is dead. And they talk about how the virgin's death is optional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because as far as they know, all the other kids are dead except for Dana. Right. So the government guys are celebrating and because of the virgin death is optional and so therefore the ritual has been done they're okay and they talk about as long as she suffers Mm -hmm. and also at this time they're kind of rooting for her well no i think it just is showing like the dichotomy of that engineer guy because he's like what at that moment it's just him the other engineer and then like the security guy truman and he's like you know it's funny i root for her almost blah 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 and he's getting really introspective and then a bunch of the other workers like bust in and he immediately is like this jovial character again he's like hell yeah tequila yeah yeah so yeah that's what i wrote too like tequila um so she so yeah so yeah we see that shot of the workers we can see how just happy-go-lucky they are they're bringing and, beer there's like chips yeah, and salsa they're about to start a party mm-hmm. um we lived and we see a shot of her making it out of the lake. I said river in the beginning, but I think it was a lake that they flew into. Yeah. She gets onto this deck and she has this nice little moment and she collects herself and it's really nice. And it's really only like two or three seconds. But Bear Trap Zombie Guy is back and um, she moves out of the way just in time before he bear traps her like he did the other two. (laughs) The only one to escape a bear trapping. Is Dana, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Then it turns to a video monitor, which I thought this was one of the greatest transitions in any movie in the world (laughs) because it's like the shot of her getting out of the way and the bear trap guy like starting to beat the shit out of her. Oh my God, horrible. Right. And they're playing the, um, that song. I can't think of the song right now, but it's It's like a a happy song, you know? Yeah, super peppy song. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's like, as, as it zooms out, you see the monitor and all the government people are just like partying and laughing and like, they're like, sweet. Yeah. They're all doing shots and. Mm -hmm. Um, the, so as this shot happens, you see one of the main government guys go up with the maintenance and starts joking about how they gave him a scare with the tunnel. And yeah, they say that hadn't collapsed, that hadn't collapsed like it was supposed to. And they say, bro, that wasn't our fault. It was a glitch from upstairs. And he goes, what do you mean from upstairs? Yeah. And he's very, um, uh, disturbed yeah. by them saying that. And then all of a sudden, a red phone rings, like one of those old school government red phone things, almost yeah. something like you would pick up at Meyer to call for a person yeah, to come help you. Yeah, it's like the you. Powerpuff Girl hotline telephone. Right. <laughs> and um, 
danger. I wrote important phone question mark <laughs> because I believe that this phone is specifically used for certain yeah, communications. Yeah, the phone is red. It's, it's red. important. There's, it's not labeled. It's yeah. important. Government guy answers the phone and uh, he says that's impossible. Everything was done within the guidelines. Um, and he says they find out that someone is still alive besides the virgin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So now we cut back to Bear Trap, Zombie Guy, and Dana, and he's beating the shit out of her. Oh, my God. So bad. Beating the shit. I mean, she's puking. I mean, he's just beating she the crap out of her. She just nearly drowned. Right. So the zombie's about to kill her, and out of nowhere comes Marty, and he hits the shit out of the zombie with his coffee bong, which is so tight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the best part is, like, him with this. He's got, like, this... uh iconic accoutrement it's always his coffee yeah, mug it bong was, it was so cool man it was a great shot too mm-hmm. like after he hit him you saw him standing there it looked like a baseball player the way he was it's holding so funny because when you first meet his character the very first thing about him is the coffee bong like mm-hmm. it's oh, i love how it keeps coming back yeah it was great it was a great accoutrement you're right so uh so he hits her uh the zombie guy gets back up dana has the time to grab some broken wood from the deck and she hits the shit out of the zombie and he falls into the lake. Yeah. And they both run away. They get away. Yeah, they did it. So that's good. The stoner. Oh, wait. Um, as they run away, there's a shot of the zombie guy that she hit into the lake slowly come out of the water. So, you know, he's just like, no, I'm still good. I'm yeah, he ain't dead. I'm still going to come kill you. Yep, yep. Because he's just, you can't kill any of these guys. He's a zombie. The stoner leads her to a trap cellar door. Another cellar door. Yeah. We Which haven't in, seen yet. It was in one of the graves that the zombies emerged came from. out of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Very good point to make, actually. So there's... <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> no, that is a good point to make. I have many of them. There is a dead zombie in pieces on the floor, and she's like, what the hell? And he's like, yeah, I had to dismember that one. Yeah, he's so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Which shows that you can't really kill them. He no. just had to make it so... Incapacitate they them. Dangerous, yeah. yeah. They, will just, they literally will just keep going. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> he's found a secret elevator that's under this trap cellar door, and he's messing around with this uh, electrical compartment it looks really futuristic too it's like normal it's not like circuit breakers it's like weird gear turny glowy blue things yeah yeah it's like the best way i could describe it and somehow he figured it out so we now know that the stoner is like very intelligent (laughs) um he uh messes with them things and some sparks shoot and then this trap door opens and you see this very uh postmodern Futuristic, futuristic sci-fi glass elevator. elevator yeah he's like i think i found an elevator <laughs> how do you know that's an elevator right there's no buttons or anything he's just like i think i can make it move God, okay good luck marty nuts yeah layers so, man there's layers yeah and so dana obviously looks at him and goes like what yeah um, where have you been what have you been like, up what to what are you talking about and so he's like come on let's get in we have to go it's and i get his point it's like it's better to go down there than to go back up because yeah. up is so crazy yeah all right so he's like we got to get in this elevator we got to go they get into the elevator and as they jump down some parts of the zombie that he killed kind of fall down like an arm and Gross. A, they go into the elevator and it's and he kind of does something with the weird compartment just in time to fall down so they get into the elevator and it starts to go down and it goes down for a while and all of a sudden it's like basically they're in a glass elevator so it's dark everywhere around him. It goes down for a while and then it stops and eventually it starts to move sideways. Mm-hmm. As it's going sideways, it's just pitch black. You can't see anything and um, then it stops sideways and then you just see they're looking through the glass. You can't see anything. 
and then all of a sudden a werewolf just thrusts its face against the glass yeah. and they both scream and yeah. they're all scared and they're like what the hell and he's just like scratching against the window he's being all loud <laughs> and super scary and you're like what the fuck is this and out of nowhere it starts to move again and then you see all these different creatures yeah you're just like passing through different boxes that are containing different horrors yep it moves again and again showing all the different creatures until we get to what i would call a hellraiser 100 percent. i thought i love this because hellraiser is so scary have you ever seen hellraiser i've never seen hellraiser oh never seen it in my life maybe that's the next one we'll do for you <laughs> never hellraiser seen is messed up yeah I don't, yeah I don't, the setup I, I don't know if i can do it it's inc- i mean like it scared me i just rewatched it earlier this summer because it was free on prime but yeah horrific but yeah it's basically a nod to like a cenobite basically it's like pinhead is what they're trying to say but this character has uh like saw blades sticking out of his head he's got like a puzzle box he's working on it's gross for real hellraiser or this movie this movie yeah yeah so he's got that circular Mm -hmm. puzzle box that um kurt was holding in the beginning when they were doing those knickknacks in like the basement so the hellraiser guy has that circular like kind of pandora's box Mm -hmm. weird thing that kurt was holding in the beginning and um dana recognizes it from the basement right yeah because kurt was playing with it right so she kind of gets this epiphany that they actually chose how they were going to die. Yeah, yeah. They made us choose. They made us choose. So as she uh, gets this uh, revelation, she gets very angry and she starts punching the glass against the weird Hellraiser guy. Yep. I remember being like, bro, stop. I know, seriously. You do not want him in that room with you. You don't want that guy anywhere near you. He was so scary. Yep, yep. So as this happens and uh, the Marty the stoner starts comforting her and he's like, yo, bro, like, you know, this is crazy, but we're going to be okay. (laughs) It zooms out and you see the entire system, which is huge square glass elevators in this yeah. uh, uh, not space. Yeah. Like it was basically nothingness. It's the cube. It's the cube, bro. <laughs> and uh, wow. So obviously the government guys are freaking out. They're like, how did these two kids get in here? Um, I wrote that the stoner's weed was immunized, immunized, immunizing him. Immunized. He was immune because of the weed he was smoking. <laughs> And the doctor lady brought that up. And you were saying that's because he wasn't smoking the weed they gave him. He was I smoking think, his normal weed. I think weed. Like I read that somewhere. I caught it another watch through. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, it cuts back to the elevator. It opens up. And we, oh, wait, wait, wait. The government guys are like, kill them at all costs. Yeah, don't but kill don't, the girl. don't kill don't her kill first. The like, they're yeah. like, you can kill her, but like, he has to die first. The guy has to die. So the elevator opens and they're in the facility and there's a security guard and he's just screaming. He's just screaming immediately like, don't move. Fuck you. Don't move. He's like and every white cop in America. He, <laughs> careful. Oh, sorry. Is that too? Well, yeah, you know, cops, are, you know, they're there. Anyway, today, he's like. <laughs> today we literally were on the front porch and like we were. three cops just pulled up and I was like, what Five is this? Five cop cars pulled up to and our neighbor's house. And the first thing he does when he gets out of the car is pull out this giant AK or whatever that was. It was and an like, AR-15. And cops it out. right away. I was like, what? Yeah, he, he basically got shooting? out the car and loaded an AR-15 just yes. like boom. Then they all like stood out inside of outside of our neighbor's house and we're like, what the fuck is going on? God, that was so weird. They were there for like 10 minutes and they were like, all right, have and a nice day. Left. I'm like, what? Who brings in? I, 
I don't know. We need to ask our neighbors. Like, that was crazy. No, we don't need to ask our neighbors. They don't like us. That's true. Anyway, that's, <laughs> what, that's what happened today at our Cops house. scared me. Where, where were we at? Okay, so they the opened the elevator. Guy, like, the security dude's, like, freaking out on them. Yeah, like, he's, like, drawn. he's freaking out, and he's, like, he's, like, bring the girl out. Just the girl, but not you. And, and the stoner guy's, like, why? Yeah, he's why? He's, like, just do it. And then the arms that had fallen earlier from the, the zombie were still alive, and they grabbed the security guy's foot. Yeah. And he just starts freaking out and shoots the arm, like, five, he's, like, five, ten yeah, shot. Yeah. Like, bang, 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 bang. And so they take that opportunity to tackle the security guard yeah. and they like bust his head against a wall and grab his gun. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so now they're just loose in the <laughs> scary government place. Yeah, whatever the facility is. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like walking around. And I just, all I wrote for the notes was Sigourney Weaver voice. Yes. Oh, God. When her voice, because she comes on over the intercom. Gorgeous voice. And I like turned to you. I'm like, whose voice is that? It's yeah. my girl, Sigourney. So she starts talking to them. Yeah. And starts saying, like, I can understand your fear and confusion. Yeah. This and is something bigger than yourselves. Yeah. You don't understand, bro. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's incredibly creepy. But her voice is so soothing. I love her voice. I know. Um, so anyway, they're like, who is this crazy lady talking to us? This is weird. What is this place? <laughs> What's going on? And eventually they start to hear footprints and it, what it is is a bunch of basically SWAT team guys like completely like the security guard earlier was just like a guy and a gun. These guys have, you know, full gear, helmets, you know, oh, yeah. they're, it's all, a tactical the whole nine operation. yards tactical and they're running towards them. So they're both like shit and they run away and they run into an office and lock the door. It's and another hide. control panel kind of situation, I think. Which is weird. They don't explain why that control panel's there. Uh, but. doesn't. I mean, does it need to be? Well, okay. So anyway, they run into it just as the security guard guys and this are shooting at them. So as they're down there taking cover and the security guards just keep shooting at the office, which I think like, wow, this is making tactical <gasps> units look really stupid. Yeah, because also like they had explicit instructions to be like, do not kill her first. Exactly. But they were just shoot. They're like, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Which, you know, whatever. So as they're in there, Dana looks up and realizes that there's this control panel and uh which i i didn't get this she's but she says let's get this party started which yeah, is like another says... part of her like catchphrase <laughs> she's the main character she gets all the catchphrases but like <laughs> the control board i think it really says like like void or something which i think yeah, it's mean I, like it releases everything and she knows that all those elevators i are got it loaded like as a viewer i got it yeah I just think they were just like, people will know. Like, they, yeah. they weren't, like, going to go hard into explaining it. I mean, you think that room would be locked. Like, they would need a card well, key or something. Here's what I... Yeah, I know. Like, you can just... What? Yeah, no. Like, you can just... easily access it that yeah, easily. Yeah. So, what I said was, uh, Dana realizes there are control there are controls to release monsters. That's yeah. basically what I wrote because, like... That's it. They didn't, yeah, that's it. So, she says, let's get this party started. And I said, again, Bruce Willis. All of a sudden, she has catchphrases. Yeah. And she hits a big red button. It was literally a big red button. With like red, it's like uh, yellow and black caution tape around <laughs> it's it. Like, it's like definitely red don't hit this. <laughs> so the guys stop shooting because they hear all the ding, 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 ding 
things on the elevators, and one guy, one security tactical guy goes, oh, shit. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> the elevator doors open, and you see this wide shot of all the doors, and a barrage of monsters bust out of the elevators yeah. at the same time, killing everyone. And blood is everywhere, and I mean everywhere. It's a bloodbath in every it, sense of the word. It's almost as much blood as Evil, the remake for Evil Dead. <laughs> the whole, all the white walls, this beautiful facility, red. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a they they're all dead. So all the monsters are loose in the government place, killing all the workers in horrific ways, and I mean that like horrific ways. Yeah, there's it's, like a giant snake, a giant vampire bat. There's like a uh, big saw monster. It's got like circular saw blades, and he's yeah. just like all his hands are saws. Yeah, yeah. It's like jeez, oh Pete. So everyone is dying. I mean, it's just everyone's dying now. It's my favorite part of the movie. It's it was my hol- third favorite part of the movie. It was hilarious. So Marty and Dana are still in the office. So. The, um, Marty and Dana, they're in the office and they're like, just kind of like, you know, let's lay low in here. This is insane. A giant bat flies through the window and they are forced to go into the craziness ensuing outside. Yeah. That's what I wrote. That's basically what happened. I mean, that's, yeah, that's it. Um, they run out. They're like, where do we go? They yep. end up going down, like down further into some like they, stone passage. So they get away from the bat. Things are doing, they're doing slightly okay. They're not I dead. I mean, they're making moves. They're not they're, dead. They're moving yeah. around. Um, a unicorn is loose and stabs one of the workers repeatedly in the belly, and it's hol- in the yeah. belly, and it's hilarious. Yeah, little known fact. With his very like, violent unicorn horn, like yeah. unicorns are apparently very very violent. Yeah, I loved that. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it seeing was a, very funny. Seeing a unicorn stab a person was great. <laughs> so. <laughs> So um, there's this guy and he's trying to tell them you need to get out of here. And the bat that busted through the office just thrust itself into him through a wall. Like yeah. it's extremely violent. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit. And they use that hole in the wall to escape the chaos because they're literally, boxed you're not going to last a minute. Yeah, they're boxed in. Like, yeah, it's you not will good. die extremely fast in that environment. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we're going. We're at the that vault door we talked about in the beginning of the facility, and the mm-hmm. two main government guys are there. And there's one guy on the floor, and he's trying to bypass this uh, vault, or no, not vault, but like floor, another floor door, I guess. It's yeah. They're back with the two dudes, the two engineers, and the lady and doctor, the lady doctor, the chem chick, and they're trying to get through some really heavily guarded. I don't know, like electronically locked cellar door basement door yeah. yeah and he kept saying i need to bypass it and the truman the security guard is like shooting stuff i mean like he they're... doesn't last long he gets like eaten pretty quick right so the vault this incredibly large vault door is getting you can see the dents from the other side of that you can see how strong these monsters are yeah um and the they're they're like fighting the monsters they eventually bust right through the vault door and mm-hmm. the um security guard truman is like shooting him but they get right up to him and a bunch of zombies have him and they're just basically like just just tearing his yeah, stomach just tearing kinda, his stomach apart and like it's just ridiculous they're also like screaming like you know where because you said this you said the same thing like where are all the fail safes you have a a, a, a facility this sophisticated and it's yeah. like just anyone can go in there and release all these monsters but it, it kind of alludes to the fact that like whatever marty did when he was able to like hijack that elevator in the first place he also messed, messed with, with the system yeah and yeah. also probably stopped the tunnel from collapsing in their um yeah, yeah oh i escape. didn't even connect that he oh, was really? the one yeah. that messed that up mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah so yeah so he's 
um, kind of interrupted He's it, the hero. things a little bit. No, Marty's the shit. So, so the security guard's surrounded by zombies. They're eating his stomach, and the security guard's like, fuck it, I'm done. And he just like does a grenade, and he undoes the pin, and he blows himself up and all these zombies. Also and, very heroic. Very cool, too. It was yeah. a very cool scene. And as he does that, it blows one of the... <laughs> main agent guys because he was had like a uzi and was shooting zombies and stuff. yeah one of the engineer dudes <laughs> yeah and he like falls and like you see him on the ground and he's and he's just like oh well like oh my god he's dazed he's uh, kind of dazed and then you see like the smoky scene and you hear like the slow crawling like these hands a wet plopping like wet ploppy <laughs> and then you see that it's a merman that's uh, all and he it's, ever wanted. And was that's a all merman. he ever wanted to see was a merman, and uh, it kind of shows a shot of him, and he goes like, "Oh, come on!" And yeah. then the merman just like eats his face, and his blood, <laughs> like as he's eating him, his blood shoots through his blowhole or whatever yeah, the hell it is. His yeah, blood it's shoots terrible. through the blowhole. That's so weird. So gross. <laughs> so after after that happens, they do like as it's happening, that guy finally, the other engineer, finally say, cracks yeah. open the cellar door, but before the chem girl can get, she gets like swept up by a tentacle or something but so. basically a giant squid tentacle yeah it's a very big oh it's huge it's, i mean yeah it's like caricature of largeness just for a second you see like, it wow and then the guy is like well sorry he doesn't even, he's not even sad he's like gotta go lost yeah, my best well, friend yeah, at lost that point the you gotta go man mm-hmm. you gotta go so he jumps down into the cellar right so he's <laughs> he's down in there he he's like okay my colleague gone a big squid took my colleague yeah i'm going to leave Everyone's dead up here. He goes down, shuts the door, and now he's in this stonework basement. It's very masonry looking. Um, it's very, yeah. it's gorgeous. Old medieval looking yeah. cavern stuff. He, he's walking around, and he is immediately met by Dana, who stabs him right in the stomach. And I'm guessing because they went into that hole in the wall, they were able to access it somehow. That's what I'm it's thinking. It's not really explained, but mm-hmm. still cool. Like, she gets the guy. Yeah. Final um, girl, man. She's the final girl. Before he dies, so um, Marty is with her. Before the government guy dies, he looks at her and looks at Marty and says, please kill him. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's because he wants the ritual to go through and he doesn't want the, you know, things... The ancient to, ones ancient awakened. Ones to, to rise. <laughs> yeah, and these kids still are like, what the fuck? Why are you guys trying to kill us? What is yeah they're still just trying to figure out why they want them dead yeah so they leave him for dead obviously he's gone and they continue down these steps and we can see this huge circular platform stone platform yeah and we can see these walls um and these shapes of figures giant stone tablets basically yes yes and um it's their characters essentially mm-hmm. and before when um the government guys would move that lever we would see like pieces of it as the blood moved through the yeah cogs. this is the blood tracks is what it is like this is what the blood's been running through and you finally see what the image was and it's clearly like it's clearly the five it's characters. the five yeah the, the five tropes the fool basically. the jock the intellectual yeah because like virgin. marty he's like turning around in a circle and he's like what is this? And Dana's like, it's us. Like, there's five of them. Yeah. It's us. So, um, <laughs> this is really kind of wild. It's so good. So, as they're looking at this and they're so perplexed, all of a sudden, the voice that was there the in the beginning. The greatest voice of all time. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, thank Literally you. shows up herself. And and uh, at, when this happens, Dana <laughs> says they want to see us punished and or like they want to see us punished for what and sigourney weaver shows up for being young like right away yeah she like it's a really good entrance, entrance. She's yeah like, she literally was like outside in the corridor waiting, waiting for a good for view a good yeah. <laughs> she knows she knows the importance of a good entrance she's wearing like a smart business casual suit her hair is perfectly styled she comes out 
perfectly timed. You know, for being young. For being young. For being whatever. She's like, oh, God, her voice is so beautiful. So I, I wrote like one small, like four words for this huge segment, but I just mm-hmm. said like Sigourney speech and youth sacrifices. Yeah, basically it's Sigourney. <laughs> it's it's everything you've sort of been piecing together. And Sigourney's like, I'm going to break it down for you in like two she minutes. She basically explains the whole thing. And yeah. it's like the idea is that you have to sacrifice a certain amount of uh, individuals. It's the to, evil um, villain monologue is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like Austin Powers. Like Yeah. She's like, this is, you know, something older than yourself, older than you can imagine. We have to do this to appease these old world terrors. Like, you think this was bad. It was horrible before. Yeah. I wrote them. The ancient ones below us will stay there mm-hmm. as long as the ritual goes right. Right. She's like, she's like the whore, the athlete, the intellectual, mm-hmm. the fool. When she says the fool, Marty's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, come on. Like, yeah, you really? see a shot of Marty like, oh, I'm the fool. I'm the fool. I literally called this like the moment we pulled up to the gas station. he's not the fool, No, he's the smartest one. He's the only I, one who caught on. And I wrote, if not, they will rise. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, so after she does her long speech, she starts to press like, "Hey, there's eight minutes till sunrise. If you are live to see it, the world will end." Yeah. So you can either like, die with them or you can die, die for, for them. them. Yeah. So which was cool. I thought that was yeah. Cool. Sigourney Weaver, man. Oh. Sigourney. So um, so as this happens. You can kind of see Dana thinking. She's kind of looking down, and her eyes are going back and forth, and she's kind of like, wait, whoa. Because this whole movie, she's been really trying to figure things out. She's been putting it together, and she's also been horribly traumatized by everything that's happened. Horrific. So all of a sudden, in the background, you see her raise her gun and point it at Marty. Which is such a good shot because like Marty's still piecing it together, together himself, yeah. talking to Sigourney, who who is the director. In case we didn't make that clear, like Sigourney's yeah, the director. She is the director. Of this. Yeah. Uh, so she was whoever they were talking to on the red phone from earlier. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, like you can just kind of see he's in focus, but then Dana's in the background, you know, blurry. You just see her like raise the gun. You're like, mm, saw that coming. And Marty turns around and, and he's like, what? What are you doing? What? Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, so he's so resigned. He's like, really. <laughs> So, um, as this conflict is happening, you know, where... She says, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he goes, I'm sorry, too. Yeah. Because... Because he can see that there's a werewolf behind her. (laughs) And so he goes, like... And he kind of, like, doesn't warn her, you know? No, he says, I'm sorry, too. too. Yeah. Because he knows that she's about to get mauled. So the werewolf literally comes behind her, bites her neck and collarbone viciously. Yeah. Like, ripping things out and just, like, throwing It's horrific. Throwing her to the ground, the stoner is uh, Marty is now able to get the gun, and he mm-hmm. shoots the werewolf like five times. Yeah, but then Sigourney Weaver is like, "Not today, bitch!" and like yep. freaking what Sig- backhands him or some shit. Sigourney Weaver just starts beating the shit out of. Marty. Oh, she like freaking drop kicks him. Just, You're like, dang, just Sigourney, beating the crap out of. Yeah. Him. And all, all while this is happening, Dana's just getting killed by a werewolf. Just being eaten. Yeah. yeah. They really tussle right. for a minute, like. Uh, so Marty and Sigourney are like rolling around on the floor and Dana is like she has had the absolute wind knocked out of her but I think Marty like Marty really did kill that werewolf like or he ran That's away what I mean. I yeah think. the werewolf ran up the stairs because he shot him several times so Dana's like kind of catching her breath but clearly very weak right and she she's like propped up against the stairs, stairs yep and she sees uh the original pioneer zombie girl like zombie girl shows up she's got one arm missing mm-hmm. she comes up behind and she hits sigourney in the back 
of her head with an axe. I mean, just what the... To be, what to the... be fair, Dana does, like, because they are, like, like, first Sigourney's on top, then Marty's on top, and then... Like, right. so she no, does kind of, like, she warns Marty, though. She's like, Marty, Marty. And he, like, sees what's happening, and they kind of turn. So Sigourney's on top, so he doesn't get hit by mm. his Pioneer Zombie Girl. So she's kind of redeeming herself, like, hey, I know I almost shot you, but my bad, bro. So Sigourney has now been axed in the back of the head. Yeah. And uh, so she's she's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't even a fight. It was like, yeah. Ugh, and then it's she just. very bloody. And then Stoner Guy gets up and kicks zombie girl and sigourney off of this circular platform yeah to fall it wasn't into hard a, the abyss or you know yeah, whatever hell is something under, underneath them. we maybe didn't make clear is this platform is kind of like suspended over like magma or something yeah it's magma yeah hot magma <laughs> okay so what did i say stoner throws zombie girl off the platform to die very articulate <laughs> So then it is just like Marty and Dana like sitting on the stairs and she's like half mauled. And they know it's like all messed up. They have doomed humanity. Yep. Like they they know it. They they, yeah. So um, they're both sitting down like WTF. You know, sunsets like or sunrise is like two minutes away. I think uh, Dana said, I don't even think I don't think Kurt even has a cousin. I thought that was so funny. Like. (laughs) They both were like, we're going to Kurt's cousin's cabin. She's like, I don't even think he has a cousin. The movie has so many good callbacks. Like, when I think about plot holes, like, I really can't find one. It ties up so nicely. Yeah, it did really well. She looks at um Marty and she says, I'm so sorry, I almost shot you. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's I, all good. I, I, like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. End and of the then, world. And then he lights up a joint. Classic stoner. And he's like, I get it. And they both share the joint. It's really... It's really a nice moment. Yeah, it, he's kind of like, you know, maybe it's time for a change, you know. Yeah. Well, cause she's like, I'm sorry I almost shot you. And he goes, sorry I um, let a werewolf maul you and doomed humanity or something <laughs> like that. She's like, eh, you it know. It was really nice. Maybe it's time for a change. They hold hands. It was it was a really nice moment. Mm-hmm. So as they kind of um, reconcile and come to this comfortability between the two of them, this earthquake kind of gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the platform starts to shake Mm -hmm. and it starts to break apart and as it does this a extremely large hand blows up through the platform killing them both and and then it goes up through the cabin all the way through the whole facility and through the cabin and explodes the cabin and then falls onto the camera shot Mm -hmm. and then it's like in credits that's it the world's done the ancient ones yeah basically the ancient ones rose and yeah essentially humanity died that's how the that's how the movie ended yeah and that's a that's that's the cabin in the woods that's the cabin in the woods my god what a uh, what a good movie i really do think it was a good movie i didn't think that um it was gonna end with everyone dying but that still it makes it good it had a lot of twists and turns man like you weren't i mean do you remember maybe you don't but what is this 2011 I remember seeing previews for this movie, and the way they advertised it was this is a teen slasher movie with something weird going on, but they didn't even give you enough to even speculate what it could be. So it was so beautiful to go into it pure. like You just had no clue. And then when you realized they are making fun of every horror movie trope, but they're also like like giving it a nod. They're like, hey, we see you. Because they're really not like... It's you can tell they love horror movies. Like it's such a love note to horror. I love. Ah, oh, this should be. I final think it thoughts. was just creative. 
yeah and, and yes that's so we're getting <laughs> there it is ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and we are going to go into our final thoughts or are we doing trivia first do we do trivia or final thoughts we first? do trivia first okay let's go into trivia let's go into imdb trivia did you say imdb trivia yeah that's what <laughs> that's our the segment we're on right now so i f- <laughs> i did find a a few things um, there was a lot, but I, I thought I would just go on to what was kind of interesting. I'm so excited to hear this, honestly. First thing I will say, when this movie starts out, it's just two guys in an office. Yeah. And they're just wearing ties, and it looks very normal. They're outside a vending machine. Yeah. So I, re- I, I read and found that the movie's, the movie's opening was a deliberate attempt by filmmakers to confuse the audience and make them think they walked in to see the wrong movie. What? I so love they, it. So they purposely started it out that way to be like, what, what is this? Because everyone I think that's went what, into it thinking this was going to be a teen slasher movie. Right. Like, so what are we doing with these two white dudes in cut-off polo shirts? Like, Right. And and I loved how it was also in Cabin in the Woods. Like, yeah. I think that's why they did that. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so that's one. The next one, <laughs> um, the thermal coffee mug. Yeah, the bong. A fully functional mug and a bong. I knew it was real. I knew it. So you could smoke weed out of it or drink coffee. God bless. The prototype was uh, cost five thousand dollars. They made it. They made it. It cost five thousand dollars to make that. (laughs) So freaking cool. Amazing. Do you think they're at Spencer's now? Like you can buy these things (laughs) at Spencer's and malls. I don't know, but either way, that is. Oh, that thing's somewhere. Somebody has that. Oh, that's and they're so cool. Using I it. hope it's the actor. I hope he like got to keep that. So <laughs> wonderful. So, uh, <laughs> third trivia thing during the lake scene when all the students jumped into the lake. Yeah. So Fran Kranz played Marty the stoner, um, and there's a lake scene where all the everyone's like out at the lake and our shirts are off and we're so gorgeous and college movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, but in this scene, he remains on the shore with clothes on. Yeah. The reason for this is due to him noticeably being just as good or in better shape than the other male Dude, yes, actors. because freaking A, when he comes in to save Dana, like when she's like the final girl on the dock, yeah, and you like, see, he's like he's wet, kinda, yeah, he he's, looked ripped. Like, so I, apparently he's in very, very good shape, but the writers knew that it would hurt his character because he's the the stoner, stoner loner stereotype. So trope. they were like, you can't have your shirt off at the lake scene. You look like, too it's good, It's not going to work. <laughs> You know what? I Isn't that hilarious? Because it is like, do you do you know the scene I'm talking about when he hits the guy with the coffee? It's coffee, bomb. yeah. You can kind of see him more, yeah. His shoulders are It's because are so he's broad. actually wet. Yeah, and you can't like hide. No, that you know. It's so broad. I was like, dang. Okay, he's a fucking dude. yeah. He's fucking ripped. Dang, that's so funny. Okay, so <laughs> I loved that. That was probably my favorite trivia. Like he just had to wear clothes <laughs> and be like, hey guys, okay, I'm Shaggy from hey Scooby Doo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in such good shape. <laughs> so, um, yeah, trivia four, number four. Um, so when Jules kisses the wolf head on the wall. The gross taxi gro- wolf. That gross scene that was so gross. And really long. The wolf's <laughs> tongue is covered in powdered sugar to give it a dusty look <laughs> and to make the scene tolerable for Anna Hutchinson's oh, who played um, God. Jules. They're so kind to her. Pretty funny. That's funny. Um, I love this one. Uh, both directors, uh, Drew Goddard and Josh Whedon, Joss. both Josh, excuse me, Joss Whedon, were both um, coming off of failed film projects. What so were they, their failed? Does it say? I don't know. It didn't say. 
Um, but they got a hold of each other and locked themselves in a hotel hotel room and wrote the script in one weekend. Dang! To get over their failed project. Which there, is cool. I mean, I know, I don't know the other dude, but Joss is notably a fan of horror. Like, he likes that kind of stuff, so. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like, I mean, I hope, I hope that's true. That's cool. So, another really, really cool thing. I guess this was MGM at first, mm-hmm. but Lionsgate picked it up. After the film was shelved due to studios' bankruptcy, which I'm guessing is MGM. Dang. Um, even director Drew Goddard and Josh had little faith until Lionsgate saw the finished film and loved it and picked it up. I mean, it's clever. Lionsgate was so behind the film, they had to reconvince Goddard and Whedon to do it. Whoa. And that is I'm Brenda Trevor. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you. I loved all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Shoot, uh, should we talk about our final thoughts real quick? We should talk about our final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. You or me first? Uh, You go first. Okay, one, this is one of my favorite movies of all time because I love horror movies. It is a love letter to every horror movie trope imaginable. Uh, I was particularly charmed that you originally thought I was talking about Cabin Fever. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just really glad that you watched it. It's not Cabin Fever. I have nothing bad to say about the film. I loved every minute of it. It didn't feel, sometimes horror comedies almost feel like they're mocking the genre. And I thought this. No, it wasn't. It wasn't mocking at all. It really, it really, like I said, it's a love letter. It was like, we love horror. Here are all the silly, fun things we love. And we're going to do them justice. And uh, yeah, so my rating for this beautiful movie, I'm going to give it five great bombs. All the way, five. Mm-hmm. That's Na- it? That's because I good. honestly, like, if I was going to give it four, I feel like I would have to give a reason for detracting a great bomb, and I can't. I, I enjoyed it. I've seen it several times. I think it's a you very... You can do points. You can do a point. I'm not doing it. Because I, I, I would have to explain why I'm detracting it, and I'm okay. telling you, it is, it's such a good, unique premise a wonderful example of what horror comedy can be five great bombs fight me love it love it all right trevor what are your final thoughts so i would do want to do this the right way okay i thought that the movie was basically done extremely well i actually really liked the computer graphics usually i think that this movie was mostly computer graphics like there wasn't a lot of practical effects Mm -mm. but i think that worked really well like when things ran into the invisible barrier um so i that being said i i will give it a high rating i think it was i think it was a really entertaining film i actually want to watch it again without taking notes so i'm not so distracted or detached you would consider a a good recommendation by your wife it was a great recommendation thank you um yeah i I really liked the film i liked the characters i liked the stoner he was funny and it was good do you think as less of a horror movie fan than i that you still enjoyed it like i mean you obviously enjoyed it but you well i like movies like this it's like um resident evil you know it's like that overly done gore stuff yeah and this one they did a good job like that unicorn well that was a horse it's got like like, they had a horse stab a guy it was a real horse yeah and that's hilarious i love that that's great so no i've loved the movie i don't know if i should give it a full five though i think that's a lot but i think i'll give it like a four six four point six okay explain why you're detracting i would say because of the computer graphics okay because it wasn't like all the way realistic okay 
That's fair. But at the same time, it is. Um, it's you know, it's a it's not a joke, but they're not like doing a real serious movie here. Yeah, it's a parody. Like so the hawk flying at times looked fake, mm-hmm. and the when he when Chris flew into the thing and died, that looked really fake. Yeah, yeah. That's okay though. I'm, I'm it's not. It didn't distract from the movie experience, but it's why I'm not going to give it a full five. I How's respect that. that. Does that make I, sense? I respect it. Yeah. So, in conclusion, you could say that even if you're not a horror movie fan, you would enjoy this film? Yeah, I think so. Even if you're not a horror movie fan. Because right. it wasn't like trying to completely terrify you. I think it was trying to entertain you. 100%. It's not a scary yeah. film. But yeah, I mean, there's a couple like jumps, but I it's, mean. It's, it's about entertainment. And amen. they did it. But at the same time, you know, I mean, some things that put on film are kind of incredible. You know, yeah. to have a guy on a motorcycle run into an invisible barrier that turns into hexagons. <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely insane. And they did great. They did great. I'm just saying it could have looked a little more realistic. Yeah, I, I'll give it to you. So Yeah, but I loved it. I loved it. Entertaining. I'd like to watch it without taking notes. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. What are we doing next, my love? The next thing we're doing is called a movie <laughs> that is about a kid and he's got this thing that he flies on through the which class. is funny because that's literally more than i know about this movie <laughs> <laughs> so never ending story is next so the never ending story by, uh, all the way and uh, Cassidy, what's that mean you'll, you'll see when you watch it it was by popular demand we asked everyone and uh you all told us that's what you wanted and that's what we're gonna do so uh the story the plot thickens yeah because it's never ending <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm done. This has been too long. Guys, uh, we're always looking for movie suggestions. We are looking for your thoughts um, on the never-ending story. If you have movie suggestions or thoughts on this upcoming movie, please email us at tellmeyouveseenthis at gmail.com. Trevor, where can they follow us? You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at tellmeyouveseenthis. Please follow us because we're lonely. Yeah, tell us if we're doing a good job. Tell us we suck. We really just like feedback. We're, Call us names. Yeah, you know we love it. Talk dirty to us. I'm going to go get drunk. <laughs> Cheers. Good God, he's finally seen the movie. It's about time. Great Scott, now that he's seen the movie, no need to rewind. Good Lord, he's finally seen the movie. Crack open some wine. Bye.